But uh, just to indicate to, to the leadership of our portfolio committee, yesterday, His Excellency, our president, has uh, addressed the nation subsequently to a cabinet meeting uh, on the basis of um, the heavy rains that were experienced in, a, in many parts of KwaZulu-Natal and in the Eastern Cape. And, um, and the, declared, the declaration of the disaster that uh, President could see that uh, the damage has been too much and um, a declaration by the provincial government of KwaZulu-Natal was inadequate. Therefore, a state of uh, national disaster has been declared and uh, the Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs uh, they are working on all those uh, matters that uh, are supposed to be done. But uh, from our side, uh, because our minister, Minister Mkuno, uh, is part of the uh, National Disaster uh, uh, Team and Interministerial Committee, we are actually sitting on those structures. And um, what we needed to indicate is that uh, from the 10th um, of uh, April, and then until uh, to uh, until to us uh, the 11, 11 and 12 were the times where more rains uh, were actually received chair and uh, these rains has actually uh, caused uh, uh, untold uh, sufferings uh, uh, president members and uh, infrastructure has been highly affected in Wazulu Natal and certain parts of the Eastern Cape and in a number of regions. But uh, we also have to indicate, Chair, that um, that particular impact that has happened, uh, it goes beyond uh, a number of areas, uh, which is a Teguini. Ugu is also affected. <clears throat> Uh, King Kejwayo is affected, Herikwala is affected, Mkumundovu, Ilembe, and these other parts of the, uh, of the Eastern Cape. Those that uh, uh, are whether uh, uh, experts or, or climatologists, they've indicated that that rain actually took place for more than 48 hours, as I was saying, and uh, there was an antecedent precipitation index which they normally measure their system. When it is actually not too dangerous, you will normally receive the, between 100 to 150 milliliters uh, of rainfall, which is your yellow. But at that particular point, it escalated to red, where the rainfall antecedent precipitation index chem it rose uh, between 150 to more than uh, uh, 400 uh, millimeters. This is what His Excellency the President has actually responded. What has happened is that the flooding has led to a serious disruption in the main supply systems, whether it is the transport system, whether it is connectivity in tele telecommunication, whether it is rail, whether it ports, whether it is uh, issues of water and electricity. The damage is, uh, Your Excellency, is very extensive, very extensive that uh, we are also bowing our heads and joining His Excellency the President. As we know now, 
that more than 400 people have lost their lives, especially in Wazulu Natal, and a number of people are still missing. And um, apart from that, the president reported yesterday about the incident of uh, the burning of uh, certain settlements in the Western Cape, more than 300 households affected. Key infrastructure has been affected in our case, including water and wastewater services. What we also have to report um, is that after Minister Mkunu came on the ground and other ministers after the president visited, he was able, the minister, on a water and sanitation, after doing the side visit, uh, create an institutional mechanism. That institutional mechanism is going to fit in into the existing disaster management structures of the province of KwaZulu-Natal, including in the Eastern Cape. In our case, a water room, a, a water room, a, a, a war room was created. That water room, a war room is established by Umgeni Water, the Department of Water and Sanitation, uh, both in the province represented by the provincial head, Mr. Starting, but also the, the National Department, we also have a Teguini. The Teguini are the ones that um, are in the main uh, chairing the meeting, but we are also having human settlements. One of the biggest issues for Wazulu Natal with its beautiful landscape chair is the valleys and hills. But in the manner in which people are circled in Wazulu Natal, most of them, some of them, they are circled in, so in areas that um, are actually not safe. If you look at the soil that is there, the soil type is one of the problems. But a number of people are actually chairperson within the flight lines. Not even in a flight line of uh, 1 is to 50, not even the one of 1 is to 100. Even some of the infrastructure when I was on the ground yesterday, you could see that it's closer to many river banks that you could see that it's happening there. The other matter that we also have to note is that the wastewater treatment plants percent. Most of the sewer plants, the network is gone, the pipes are damaged, and uh, it has caused uh, a lot of uh, problems, including issues of pollution and the effluent. When the minister was there, there were quick wins that were being decided. One of the quick wins was to ensure that there is a team that ensure that water, especially in communities that doesn't have water, are provided with water in a short term. In a short term, one thing that was decided, Chairperson, was that a tankering services will be brought in as a quick way to be able to give people water. We must say now, Chairperson, because of the Easter holidays, we never started well in terms of mobilizing of those particular resources. But at this stage now, I can indicate that um, uh, we have Etegwini having more than 152 trucks that they are providing, the department providing 50 trucks, and uh, Umgeni also contributing, Kota is also contributing, and many other people are contributing in terms of the water tankers. And those water tankers uh, are actually being made available for various communities because there are communities that have not been having water for some time. There is a challenge with this quick win chain, 
one of the challenge we had was that the number of roads uh, in Guazulu Natal and the bridges, they were destroyed and some areas are not accessible. Eteguin and the entire war room is working around the clock to ensure that accessibility of these areas is dealt with. Secondly, the other challenge around this intervention was the question that uh, where water will come from, because both bulk and reticulation systems were affected. And uh, in the main, where are you going to be receiving the water in terms of the filling stations? And the matter of the filling station, when Ash makes the presentation, there's been an issue that uh, we were able to increase, including the Department of Water and Sanitation through Umgeni, a number of uh, these um, uh, uh, filling stations are there. Because the, the first filling station, because of the pressure, infrastructure was damaged. They were able to fill a tanker chair to take more than two hours. And in other ways, if you have starting there, you could see that you will fill less trucks, even if you have so many trucks. But in two hours, if it's going to take you to fill a 16,000 liter, is one of the challenges. But as we speak now, this morning, um, the infrastructure for, for Umgeni, your weekends uh, system, your uh, northern works, the, 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 the Deben Heights, the biggest, they are all being made available. And now on average, we should take less than uh, 20 to 25 minutes to fill that particular tank. Our challenge uh, that we had, that we are trying to improve now is communication. Communication with the public representatives of all parties in Etetegwini and the other areas of Ilembe and Uku, so that these people can communicate with citizens. It's important that we locate the leadership of the people amongst the people, because certain communities, when these tankers are coming in, they are taking matters into their own hands, blocking them, hogging them, hogging the water in such a way that it doesn't arrive on the other parts. The other work that has been looked at in ensuring that water is being supplied, there are a number of systems that are being uh, implemented. There are, five, there are five regions there. And we are pleased now that at the time when the minister spoke to the nation, the availability water that was available in the system in terms of the bulk network, with about uh, 385 megaliters that was being made available, while Eteguini is needing more than 800, uh, 800, 800 megaliters per day. We are very pleased to report, Chairperson, that system has improved substantially. At this stage, they will be able to provide more than 450 megaliters per day, which is more than 50% that what needs to happen. But we must caution Chairperson that there are certain biggest parts of those entire regions that water is still not available, especially the southern part, because the southern uh, pump station, that documentation system is still down. And we have lost the biggest supply of more than 280 in the aquaduct one and aquaduct two, that supply umgeni system. And in the medium and long term, the minister has been promised that uh, water from Inanda and an emergency pipeline will be put in to deal with those particular issues. What we must indicate is that in as much as the bulk is starting to stabilize Jefferson, 
uh, a number of uh, issues around the uh, pump stations, electrical and mechanical, affected. But at the very same time, the reticulation system that provides a number of communities, there are a number of water leaks that are happening. There's a lot of other piles that have been washed away, but some of the structures that are there are unstable. That's why the engineers, the plumbers, the artisans, and all of them are being deployed on the ground to deal with those issues. We must indicate that the other teams are working on full-scale assessment. <clears throat> and we've deployed uh, engineers ourselves as a department, Umgeni, and also Etegweni, and Kokka and others are deploying that particular capacity. In our case, we've seconded Mr. Mashang, one of the civil engineers from head office, to go and support the province. And we're looking that the DG will send more people so that those issues of infrastructure are attended to. One of the issues that is also important is about the issues of uh, materials, um, whether it is plant, equipment, all these other things that you need to do so that you can be able first to stabilize the system, allow the system to recover, then we do the reconstruction and rebuilding of that particular system. We must also report, Chairperson, <clears throat> that um, even now that the, the disaster has been declared, we will all be making resources available to support those affected areas of KwaZulu-Natal and in the Eastern Cape. And His Excellency, the President, has also indicated that South Africans and business communities are coming in and NGOs to be able to contribute. We are also very heartened by the engineering councils that are there that are making all these other people to be available to assist to do that uh, particular work. Chair, the other issues that I thought we should be able to report uh, is that um, the issues of the sewer systems in most municipalities, anyway, even before the disaster struck, some of the wastewater treatment plants were not in good conditions. Some of them, they were not licensed. At this stage, Chairperson, the biggest wastewater treatment plants as we speak right now are non-functional, are not receiving the effluent, and the effluent is going through various rivers in Guazulu Natal and going into the sea. The immediate task that is happening now is that there has to be a deployment of teams to be able to do a cleanup operation to ensure that even those uh, pumps and mechanical and electrical work that is sub-emerged underwater are being attended to. Equally, the teams are doing assessment so that we could be in a position to do the restoration of some of these issues. But in the main chairperson, we wanted to indicate that we have been on the ground, we are at work, the Department of Water and Sanitation and the entire water sector, their hands are on the deck, and the, a number of communities are starting to receive water, but there are those communities who still don't receive water. And as we say, Chair, our sincere uh, uh, regret to those communities, and we're appealing to them to work with government, to work with their public representatives in dealing with some of those issues. And lastly, we must thank you as a committee 
responsible for water and sanitation, that we have thought that this is one matter of national importance that we have put on the agenda for consideration. At this stage, I would ask Ash that he takes you on some of the fundamental issues that they've been able to mount the ground. And we're so grateful about the attitude of the public servants that they drop their families and able to respond to the call of duty. I thank you. Um, Ash and Angela, if you can put the bicycle through the chairperson on the screen. Let me just hear about much of whether Mama Gadzi also want to have a party shot. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, dear Maslow has represented the department so well. I, we shall await the presentation by Mr. Stuckey uh, on what exactly is happening. Thanks, Chairperson, for offering me the opportunity. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, um, Stuckey. Good day, honourable members. Am I audible? Chairperson, honourable ministers, deputy ministers, members of parliament, um, may I proceed? Am I audible? Yes, you seem to be audible now. Yes, you are. Uh, members, am I audible? Yes, you are, Angela. Proceed. Yes, you are. Angela, you must proceed, please. Um, um, am I audible? Am I audible? Am I audible? DG, improvise, improvise. We can't, we can't, we can't just sit and, and, and idle. Improvise. Honorable members, can you see my screen? May I proceed? Yes, proceed, Angela. Um, I. The Deputy Minister has um, given us the background um, just to add to take context to this. Um, some of the areas with 400 millimetres of rain in a 24-hour period is um, as much as half of the annual rainfall that that region it would receive in one whole year. Um, numbers, of, numbers of areas flooded the drainage systems just not being able to, all the rivers not being able to uh, cope with taking this amount of water away. Um, Deputy Minister spoke of the action plan, and this is what I will focus on this morning. Um, what we're going to do to try and fix uh, the situation. You have been given some details of exactly what is happening. We have a war room established. Um, it's headed by Etikweni. 
municipalities head of water and sanitation, Mr. Nsweli. We have Mgeni Water, Human Settlements, Roads Department. So we're able to coordinate the efforts um, to address uh, the action and to develop the action plans and monitor the implementation of them. There is um, two, there are 250 technical staff within the department in Gany Water and Etikweni, um, technicians and engineers that are mobilized to deal with the matters. And uh, Etikweni also have panels of consultants that they're able to draw on for the assessments. Um, we've got specialized teams, subcommittees established that are dealing with the tankering of water to areas where there's um, no piped water to um, look at ensuring that operations are reinstated as quickly as possible and repairs take place, as well as materials procurement so there's no delay in availability of materials for repairs. To look at the most uh, significant quick wins, um, the one of the biggest impacts is the wash away of two big pipelines that feed water from the Nagel Dam to Durban Heights Treatment Works. These are known as the Nagel Aqueducts. Uh, they have washed away completely, meaning that half of the capacity of the treatment works is not in operation because the raw water is not getting there. Um, this impacts on about 250 megalitres of water a day and a large number of the, the supply areas. We are um, today increasing the production through the delivery through the two um, remaining aqueducts, which will bring more water into the system. And by the 24th through alternative supplies, um, the works should be able to be back at capacity. Um, water has been brought from Ananda Dam and from other areas to ensure that um, that deficit is taken care of, as well as emergency repairs to one of the aqueduct lines, the other one will take a bit longer. Those areas impacted by that are mainly in the northern region of Durban, Kwamashin, Tunzuma, Newlands, Durban North, Mplanga, Phoenix, Inanda, and water is being supplied intermittently into these areas with tankers augmenting supply where necessary. The second largest impact in bulk supply is the South Coast Augmentation Pipeline, um, where the pipeline is actually washed away above the um, Lazi River. There was a pump station that uh, we thought had been severely damaged as well, but this um, pipeline is what is impacting the supply. This is 100 megalitres of water a day into the southern parts of Durban. Etikwini, um presented an action plan and we will be getting timelines on how quickly that pipeline can be reinstated. My next slide is uh, just details on that. We have also had impacts on the hazelmere treatment works primarily because of the water quality, um, high silt levels and turbidity levels that are beyond the treatment capacity of the treatment plants. Um, the operations on that plant is recovering with about 70 megs being uh, treated at the moment. It has a capacity of 75 megalitres. 55 of that has been distributed. There's still high quantities of backwash required because of the high silt levels that are still remaining. That is supplying into Belita, northern parts of the southern parts of Alembe, northern parts of Etekweni, and those systems are beginning to recover.
Um, the Wiggins Works um, is operating well and supplying um, a lot of areas in the town and at Durban Heights, I have covered the issues at that works. In terms of um, the action, oh, the third large bulk um, impact is at the Tongart Water Treatment Works, which has been uh, severely damaged, as well as the intake works and access roads washed away. Uh, they, we are fast-tracking supply from other supply systems, including from Hazelmere, and also looking at a, a package treatment plant. Um, we're just evaluating the, the ability of that plant to, to treat the water and produce water of an acceptable quality. But there will be a lot of relief brought to the Tongart area, which is supplied by Tongart Waterworks from the Hazelmere supply side and also from the Mamba Ridge um, Reservoir. There is a lot of work going on on the reticulation side, even when we get water into the bulk systems, often there are breakages downstream of the reservoirs that are getting discovered as we recharge the reservoirs and allow supply to, to the communities. Etegweni are working in-house as much as they can and um, repairing the leaks as, as they are discovered. They're using satellite technology to identify the leaks. And tankers are, um, Deputy Minister spoke about tankers that have been deployed. Um, yesterday, we have managed to secure an additional seven filling sites um, as bottlenecks in the filling sites were an issue, there's a booster pump at the Wiggins Works on a filling site, which means we can fill a 15,000 litre tanker in just a few minutes. Um, I think that um, has been covered. Just to give you a high level overview, the inner west region supply in this region is improved by about 60%, outer west by about 60%, central region about 50%, southern region is still the one that's impacted by that south coast aqueduct. And as soon as that um, is repaired, we will be able to recharge those systems. The northern region is improved by about 40%. Just to give you an indication of the geographical layout of the areas that are most impacted within the city, um, the red ones where the South Coast into, uh, pipeline, um, South Coast aqueduct supplies into the south of Durban. Um, there's uh, the tankering fleet is uh, getting um, attention. There are additional tankers from DWS as well as from Cogta and other donations. APSA also uh, tankering water into health hospitals um, through some support uh, services. Oh, sorry, some support donations from APSA. Um, Sanitation is now the current focus. Um, a detailed action plan has been prepared by Etiquini Metro. There's still a number of places within the city that they're not able to access the wastewater works and the treatment and the distribution pipelines. Um, that assessment is underway and um, emergency procurement being undertaken to ensure contractors are on, um, on hand to be able to implement those repairs. Um, the supply of materials is an issue. A committee is established headed by the supply chain management to ensure that the teams aren't held up with a shortage of supply of any materials. Um, to move on to the Ugu District Municipality, um, they are impacted also by the South Coast um, Aqueduct, which takes water to the south of Durban and then through to the north of the Ugu District. Um, that's the Mzinto supply system mainly, 
which um, will obviously also have shortages of water, although they do have supplies from the Zinto treatment works. It's not um, sufficient to, to meet the demands. Um, most of Ugu's water treatment works rely on run-of-river abstractions. That means their pumps take water directly from the river to the treatment works. Most of these pumps had to be lifted out of the river during the flooding so that they did not get damaged. And also the high turbidity and silt levels meant those treatment plants couldn't operate for a period of four to five days. The plants, um, their biggest plant, the Baboy Treatment Works, which supplies Port Chepston and surrounding areas, is back online at full capacity and the systems are being recharged. Um, uh, there are areas that still don't have supply. The concern in Uguru at the moment is that um, load shedding impacts on the ability to pump and treat water, and this will mean it will take longer for the systems to recharge. We are negotiating with Eskim to try and exempt priority sites from load shedding. Um, we have also provided tanker support um, to the Uguru District Municipality. Then north of Durban, the Elambia region is also impacted. Most of um, the, the supplies from Hazelmere I have covered. They have also got um, a detailed action plan that has been presented and we are working with them. But it is certainly um, Etiquini and more of the south region that is more severely impacted. Thank you very much for your attention. That is my presentation this morning. Um, Okay. Thank you very much. Um, and I want us to do to discuss this one because I um, I, I I was told that um, most of the chairperson, you are not audible. Chairperson, we can't hear you. Yeah. I I hear you, BM. Uh, uh, can't you hear me? Uh, you're better now. If you can go closer to your mic. Okay. Okay. I was saying earlier on that I was in, I was informed that um, the, 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 the 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 officials of the department might leave us uh, um, in the middle of the meeting on the basis of them being busy in in in, in this particular class that we are in. I'm therefore wanting us to discuss this this report now rather than us listening to all presentations and discuss them once. Um, and with that, that's where we are. Um, um, BM, if there, there are things you wanted to add, please add now in order for us to can start discussing the report. Both uh, Minister Mar Deputy, Deputy Minister Matobo and Deputy Minister Makazi or um, DG Phillips, if you are here. If there's anything you want to add, just make us know that it might not be covered by the report. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. It's DG Phillips here, if I may add something. Please do. Just for information, um, the department um, uh, used uh, emergency procedures to reprioritize part of its own normal budgets to hire the tanker services that Angela and the Deputy Minister have talked about. And we also used emergency procurement pr procedures to do it. So we didn't wait for the disaster funds to be provided by the national government. We've urgently reprioritized part of our own budget to provide the, the tankering services, which is the most urgent um, need uh, that was required immediately. 
when uh, water supplies were cut off. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Um, I, I want to make an assumption that the, the, both the DGs are covered for now. They might answer questions later on. Um, members, we are covered. Leadership will follow your guidance. Thank you. Okay. Members, there we are. Um, can we engage the report uh, by um, just showing our hands on the, on the portal? The, there was there was only one hand. Okay, there is a, now a hand of um, a member Basson. Yeah, only that for, for now. Let us let us hear you. Okay, member Basson, member Sikwai, member Tseke. Thank order? you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson. Um, Thank you very much for this report. Uh, and thank you also for the, um, the department's uh, quick response uh, concerning this. Chairperson, we, the, the, the problem that I foresee is that um, it would take some time to fix all these uh, damages to our infrastructure. And, and therefore, tankering is an important way of getting water or water points where people could go and collect those water. Uh, I, I know there is in Ekutini, um, there, is, um, there are uh, some of the wards that has not been put on the list. Uh, and, and I want the department or the war room just to have a look at that. We service all the wards in the affected areas so that we can make sure that everybody to get some water. Um, I, I would really appreciate if um, if the war room or the minister could maybe intervene in that to make sure that it's not only certain wards that get water, but all the wards in the affected area. Thank you, Chairperson. I did uh, say that uh, it will be Member Sikwai and Member Tseke in that order. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. I think it's proper to really appreciate the role played by the department led by the two DMs and the minister. You have really made us proud from a distance, I do also want to say the media this time has really followed what the government wants to do. As we are not in KZN, we've got huge interest on how the KZN communities are being frustrated and destroyed by the disaster. You have made the government to be very, very visible. It's important to say that, um, uh, Chairperson. Just three issues, Chair, more especially on the presentation by the DM. 
where he raised the issue of the infrastructure, which is next to the river bank, which is always a problem where all those houses and business, they sink because of the soft soil. Now, the, the view that I want to raise, Chair, is perhaps a case at end to look on that for future and for sustainability of addressing the issue. I raise the issue because Port Elizabeth is very, very close to the sea. But there's a huge strategic investment that has been there. I'm not saying when God likes the other day, you jump on top of those uh, buildings. And there are also houses, huge high levels of flats and strong business from international and from local that I believe they've protected the houses uh, of uh, that community of Port Elizabeth. I'm raising issue that something that needs to be looked into. Sometimes we reject businesses that are coming, whereas they could intervene for long term on issues of this nature. The second issue there is the issue of the, the tanks and tankers. I do want to hear from the department and the DMs, how are we going to resolve the problem that we had last time? The issue of tanks and tankers was a good solution and an intervention during disaster, but it brought a lot of problems and a huge challenges. And the department has then managed to have a departmental tankers to some district. Has that, did we manage to have a fruitful solution on those tankers so that it should also intervene on this process. I do not imagine that uh, the problem that we had uh, has been resolved to the latter. Perhaps it's better to tell us uh, in the possible disruptions that have made for that particular process in providing water to our communities. The last one, Chair, is the issue of I hear the presenter who just presented that uh, the budget has been taken from budget that we had. I just want to raise the some challenges that we have in our pro budget provision for a financial year where targets are not met because money has been taken to somewhere. How I wish that where money has been taken for, from particular targets, we should be informed in good time so that when the, we're making a performance evaluation, we don't ask questions on issues that were of a paramount matter of, 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 of government. So it's important that we have very clear budget consolidation. And that also includes the other spheres of government because the role of intervening on the disaster 
is not solely a responsibility of national department because all spheres have got disaster fund in their budget. So it's important that you have a very clear consolidated budget to address the matter so that our targets are met and where we've taken money, it should be known. And also perhaps uh, COCTA and other department, we should get their contribution on the matter. I, I did not get the clear department that are participating in this. I raised the issue because social development has got to be deeply involved where people, where there are deaths of families, where child-headed families, when many other <clears throat> issues have happened, which are social-related issues. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Chair. Uh, good morning to, <clears throat> to the colleagues and uh, to, to your good self. Uh, let me also appreciate the report by the, presented by the department and also welcome the quick intervention that is done by, by both the department and the provincial <clears throat> department and sanitation. I think we really appreciate that, um, Chair. But I think on a continuous basis, DM, we must be able to give us progress report on where are we in terms of the intervention. Just two quick things that I, I want to raise, Chair. Um, I think Mamus Kray has touched, touched one of them that I want to raise. Um, the lesson learned um, from the hard lockdown uh, caused by COVID is that as, as much as we're intervening as the department in terms of um, um, giving or deploying trucks to different municipalities, but the reality is that most of the tankers, uh, water tankers that were displaced or deployed in the, in the communities were not filled with water. And as a result, most of the, of the tankers were stolen. So I think this should be one of the lessons that we have learned and we must be able to make sure that we rectify or we come up with um, proactive steps that, can, uh, that we can be able to, uh, to, to deal with that. I think we must be able to um, make sure that we secure the resources that we are deploying to different communities. And secondly, on the issue of, um, of corruption, um, most of the department we have seen in the media that um, they've, you know, um, taken note that uh, this is an emergency or take advantage that this is an emergency um, intervention. And there was a lot of cor corruption emanating from the procurement of um, PPEs in the past. So I think we should also conscientize our officials, our department in making sure that we guard against corrupt activities that will emanate from, from our intervention, both in KwaZulu-Natal and, and um, in Eastern Cape Chair. Just want to conscientize that so that um, the country should be seen as doing good to our communities, not be able to take advantage of the the the, the, the um, 
disaster that is affecting our communities. Thank you. Those are the two things that I wanted to, to raise. Thanks. No, Chairperson, Erijes Vaka, Religion Medicine Gamoka. Chairperson, Erigitone Garolebo, Rakilebo to Gamon Garabo, another Lerogana, Goya di Haganero. Babarona, Batusha, Batubabor, and our Guana, Talabawage, Rokilu. Lebora Kudukudu, the political party Jedi Inwe, Jedi Sorgafa Serapusho. Azanga Badula Vare Rena Arhuje Chelete from the government. Bajerma Sentinana Bona Asiro Navazamaya Vaiole Tusha Vatuba Vorena Vichokilu Rukwa KZN. So Siava Bonga and a Bonke Lava Sizili. I'm a business people Lava Corner Ugulegelela Avandube Tuchi. Banga to pick. Ubushung into lay and Zagale KZN. And that's why we'll keep saying that whenever to our never we lay a mumashung, Arabian corner, Rigiti Meng, Gabunakunaku, Omeka Shore, Ravachiri Leja. But the chairperson, I've got just one issue that I'm also concerned with as well. I'm going to, I'm sharing the same sentiments as Zeki and Mamsi Khwai. It is about um, um, the extent and the cost to damage of bulk and sanitation infrastructure at the national and provincial level. We know very well that uh, they cannot be assessed at the given time. While we note the assistance provided for flood disaster by national department, also important to ascertain the cost of damage to water and sanitation infrastructure in the province. And it's important to assess and check how current grant funding environments will be shifted from programs and project to mitigate, to mitigate the cost of this damage. If we can assess that, I think we will be able to get this thing correctly because we know these environments, sometimes they are causing problems into the lives of the people because the money meant for service delivery end up being uh, going to corruption through the environments and everything. We understand it's going to happen because there is a crisis at the moment, there's a disaster. So when it happens, let's make sure that we assess properly and uh, uh, we assess and check how current, uh, how the money uh, uh, goes and all those things. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Thank you very much, colleagues. I don't see any other end. Let me just say one or two things. Um, I do believe that um, we really do need to, um, from an honest point of view, take very much care, Deputy Minister, Deputy Ministers and, and, and DG, of the, 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 the concerns raised by the three members. 
more especially on corruption, uh, given the violentness of, the, of our work must be done in response to this crisis that we are in. It is unavoidable that we'll have biomics, that we'll unavoidable that we'll have to, to circumvent the processes of SCM. But in doing so, we must be, in, uh, we must be very much aware that uh, it is through this that people think of enriching themselves in the process when, when, when crisis is taking place. With that in mind, Chair, I must say that um, in, uh, from a political posture point of view, we are doing very well, but in the reporting system, uh, DG, you, for instance, you will say we have, we have acquired uh, 50, 50 water tanks, but in, it, it, when you go to the detail, you say no, only 20 arrived, uh, 30 are still in the process, and 10 is there's a crisis. So you, 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 you create a big um, um, number of achievement, but when you go to the details in the breakdown of where we are, uh, there comes the, the detail details a different story. And I think it is important that you say that we wanted to attend to, 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 to acquire or to, to purchase 10, 10 trucks. We only managed to purchase five. Five is still in the process. It is better that way. But with that in mind, uh, 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 Deputy, Deputy Ministers, I know this is not only your responsibility. KZN must never be allowed to, to do crime at the expense of the downtrodden masses of, 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 of KZN. When, when we are coming from, of course, we are coming from, of course, the Houghton KZN looting, and it, it was in a, a high level of looting daylight in KZN. Of now, where we are, people are struggling. Other people are stopping cars in the highway, they are stealing. People are getting into the, even bath, I mean, swimming through big rivers to go and steal on the other side of the road with our eyes open. I know it is not your responsibility to police the deputy minister, but it is part of the country to police wrongness in, in that is taking place. There is a tendency, literally, I mean, when people steal, they tell you that they, they go and steal boxer in, 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 in Umlazi because they are saying it is a, a Rupert company, therefore it is, it is a serious company. We are not acting on these issues. We need really to act on these issues uh, from a, a, your executive point of view when you meet, meet as ministers. But up until we act ruthlessly against this, this criminality that is being done daylight in the absence, in, in, in using the, the name of anger and poverty and joblessness, we are not going to win this battle. We must, we must win this battle by being ruthless on people that are literally taking advantage of our people. But I must, I, I, I mean, I, I, it will be wrong of me not to thank you for, for, for proactively reacting. You have got good reports. It means that you were, you were, your hands were very much on the deck. Uh, we, how, how I hope that um, we use this, the, the, this proactiveness and efficiency, even when there's no disaster. I have seen in case that and in four days' time, we have managed to, to rebuild a very big road that was eroded through this water. 
but you are failing to convey that road in 12 months time and, when, and return the money uh, under normal circumstances. It just shows that uh, we are a little bit um, lax when there is no crisis. But otherwise, thank you very much, DG. Thank you very much, DM. And I think you are, you are really representing us well there. So you can then respond to those that you think you want to respond, but otherwise it was comment and, 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 and just adding on, on the work that we need to do. Thank you very much. Well, well thanks, Chair. <clears throat> Maybe let's just convey our sincere thanks to, to you as a chair. One of the things that um, we are learning working under president, uh, dealing in supporting these provinces and Minister Mkun, is that um, the goodwill of uh, South Africans across all walks of life and the pain that all of us we share and uh, about the people that uh, we have lost. One of the things that uh, we must comment is the ability of South Africans to come together. You know, various political parties, both national, provincial, and local, they've been working together. Yesterday, I had a number of uh, various councillors there, especially including uh, in Ward 58, uh, uh, somewhere around uh, uh, Tongati. Is that people are not politicizing this matter, uh, Chairperson? And uh, we must be able to commend that. Uh, uh, we need to be able to put South Africa first and the well-being of people. Secondly, even in the water sector, Chairperson, we must commend various South Africans, including business, of their continued role and contribution, including NGOs and community-based organizations. They have played an important role and they continue to play Ours is to join His Excellency the President to continue to make the call that we need solidarity during this time and we will need a lot of other things, including people that um, we must appeal even when we try to acquire material and the things that we need for restoring, um, uh, stabilizing the system, restoring the services, then repeat it and reconstruct. We are also appealing that um, we need people that have a heart. They don't actually escalate even the prices, Chairperson, because in our own sector, a lot of uh, materials will be required in dealing with these particular issues. We also take into heart your attitude as a committee around the question of accountability. We have learned from the mistakes and the mistakes the country has done and uh, we know, and as we led by the minister, that uh, we'll spend no effort to ensure that uh, there is value for money on the thing that the sector does. We are not taken for a ride. There is going to be accountability. But not only accountability, Chairperson, there must also be accountability within terms of performance. We will want the work to be done, to be sustainable, and be able to make uh, 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 ourselves proud. We also agree with you, Chairperson. Uh, in our presentation, information is power. And it's the responsibility of government that we share information in all material respect on the plan that has been adopted, led by Minister on Water and Sanitation. 
And more importantly, that information we also uh, uh, commit to share with the portfolio committee so that you as the public representative in the portfolio committee on water and sanitation, we are able to respond timelessly uh, uh, about uh, the issues that uh, 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 we have actually had, probably even that you'll make time to see. We will be able to share, to share information, especially on uh, tankering, on the stabilization of uh, uh, stabilization of the system, both bulk and reticulation, is an important issue. But also in sharing of information, chair, on issues of pollution, because a number of those wastewater treatment plants that are, are not working right now. The effluent is running to the environment, and people downstream, they might be tempted to say, This is the water that is flowing. And we should be able to do the wash campaign in terms of uh, water and sanitation and hygiene uh, uh, education, including the provision of uh, uh, those uh, uh, kind of searches uh, uh, and others. The DG and the team will look at that, that the team must be able to do that. But we commit. Uh, because one of the things why we are doing the temporary measures, we don't want South Africans to be taken for a ride where women are abused, the water is being sold, the water is not of good quality. But we have also taken a view that in the meantime, our tendering services, we need to track them. You know, some of the people who are in the tendering business, who have learned in the past that instead of taking so many loads per day, they sometimes claim on issues of water that they have not even provided. We've made a decision, Abo uh, Ashley and the DG, they will share with each other that every tanker must be, we must be able to track them and the volumes so that you don't find uh, these tankers going in a different way. Just to assure you as members that um, they, we have been on the ground because one of the things that uh, you can always make a mistake in if you are in leadership is to accept the status quo that it is like that and the reality, the experience of the people on the ground is different. We must admit, Chairperson, that there are takers that we've procured. I know DG has procured more than uh, 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 70 to 80 tankers. Not all the tankers Chairperson are going to Devon. They're not going to Etewin. There are other areas the DG and the minister are helping, Ilembe, uh, Uku, and the others, where we have to be able to say, in as much as the epicenter is in, in Etewin, but there are these other areas that are affected. And our department is also working with those municipalities with their joint operation centers to do the same, including the, Western, including the Eastern Cape. Uh, our provincial head is working with the leadership of the province there, including the, the court and the MEC. We are keeping sight at any stage, at our level, as a, at a political level, if there's a need that uh, uh, the minister and the deputy ministers must go to the Eastern Cape, we'll do so. And we'll also keep an eye on the Western Cape that uh, sanitation facilities and water is still provided to those uh, communities that uh, were ravaged by, by fire. I thought I should be able to indicate. At this stage, honorable members, we will not be able to fully quantify 
the, 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 the cost implication. Uh, but what we have done, the DG and the entire team in the war room, there has been the mobilization of that technical capacity. And we are continuing to receive more technical capacity of uh, structural engineers, civil engineers, people of electrical, mechanical. They are going on site because most of the areas are beginning to be cleared up, even if the weather issues are starting to open up, but sometimes they come back. It, it needs to be done. Uh, so that the cost will be much known. But on the side uh, of us as a department, especially on bulk, Minister has given very clear instructions and Umgeni has committed. Umgeni, a number of its own systems, they need to be able to be stabilized. If you look at um, uh, uh, the supply to the Devon Heights, which is one of the biggest uh, uh, reservoirs there, the aquatat one and aquatat two. The aquatat one, uh, if you go to Inanda, it goes up there. It's providing about 100 uh, uh, megaliters. Uh, that, that pipeline was washed away when that mountain collapsed. It took away the bridge and the forest and our pipelines. And then aquatat two, where we lost more than 160 megaliters. In the short term, Umgen right now, they are working to ensure that we can be able to still draw water from the Inanda Dam, probably about uh, 100 megaliters while they're attending to the other systems. From the bulk supply of water, Umgenu should be able to handle those issues supported by the DG within their own resources because uh, that's their responsibility around bulk water. I must say to you as members, around bulk sanitation infrastructure, the bulk sanitation infrastructure or the wastewater infrastructure, it belongs to the municipality. And at this stage, we have also said our own engineers, they have been made available to the municipality to go there. An example, honorable members, you have, you have for an example, in Utongati, there's a wastewater treatment plant there. It's totally washed away. Uh, especially the pipe, but the, that four whole sewer uh, is actually getting into into that uh, into that particular river right now. But uh, you must also remember that even before the disaster came, we're not very pleased about how Etegun was managing their uh, wastewater systems. Remember, there was a time this, the beaches were closed. We knew that their pipes are leaking. Even if you go and do physical observations there. It's going to be one of the biggest issues there that we must stop the pollution. We must ensure that the environment is not polluted. But it's an opportunity that there has to be a full replacement of that particular infrastructure. There are certain issues about the assessment around structural integrity where you could see other water treatment plants are actually the, the, the stability of the soil, there's been cracks and so forth. Those are some of those things that will be, have to be attended to. Therefore, the issues around the support to Eteguin by all grants that are available is going to be one of the important issues. But accounting officers are handling those issues within the prescripts. Ours is to support the accounting officers. I fully agree with you that in instances where we have reprioritized, we should be in a position to report back 
to yourselves as representative of our people. But this is a human tragedy, and we should all be understanding that we have to fix that problem. That area of KwaZulu-Natal, the conventional engineering and construction methodologies are no longer going to be the same because of the impact that has happened on the geology of the soil there. Ordinarily, some of the support pillars that they will need to put chairperson, in, they will need to start to build as if we are building in a sea. You know, when you build in a sea, a bridge or a pillar, or we are doing a refinery in the sea, the amount of concrete, the depth and the steel that must be used must be of high standard because the rains in Guazulu-Natal are going to come back again because of climate change and other, uh, the eastern seaboard. Those are some of the things, Chair, that I think um, probably we should have an appreciation. Probably one day you, the committee, when the, the time permits, you might want to find time just to go and see how hardworking your officials are, but also appreciate the damage. I must thank Honorable Person, the other words that are excluded and so forth, we should be able to uh, look at that. But there are also very good uh, ideas that communities and other leaders are making, where you can even use some of the feeding stations in certain areas where water is not available, where you can create those uh, uh, storage uh, uh, facilities there, uh, uh, Chairperson. And um, the issues of involvement of Mamsrai of other departments, all government departments have been um, have been actually activated uh, by Umam Gosazana as a chair of that interministerial committee on disaster. Social development is highly involved uh, in even in the province because there is a provincial uh, a joke there, but there is also the local ones pending in those localities, and we're all feeding into that information, including to the National Disaster Management Center, because it has now been declared. The issues are not only about humanitarian or social relief, but also the issues, uh, they are also about mental issues. Number of communities, they've been traumatized. When you speak to them, they say they've never seen this kind of a thing, even since they were born. Even when they do a comparative analysis of more or less certain flats that um, befallen on towards Luna in 1987, they say there is no comparison. Even ourselves, when we spoke to even people who are elderly and gray-haired, that's what they've been able to share. There has to be that humanitarian relief, rescue operations, but also we need to work much around the site dealing with issues of uh, social social support as directed by president, but we're all there, including that in future going forward, communities must be cycled in areas that, areas that are suitable, in areas that are not pr prone to disasters. Therefore, even when we reconstruct some of these areas, our climate mitigation measures will be applied, will have to be applied. Even the damages that has happened in the whole water network and the water system, the river banks that have been washed away, our own internal department in terms of construction, they will have to do an assessment because we are responsible for those and be able to say, what do we do? Because uh, the structural integrity in the entire value chain was affected the uh, chain. 
But other than that, Chairperson, we are properly guided by you and supported by you. But we must know that when it comes to finances, the decision by government at this point in time is that the national fiscals, as you know, as members of the of parliament, it remains under constraint. And the first take was that government will have to do the repowerization. That's why each and every accounting officer was given that kind of a responsibility. And in our case, we're very grateful that Dr. Philip Sean has done that particular work and put particular systems. And we'll keep it a point that the system doesn't get abused. I will stop there and I see Sean want to respond to one or two issues. But generally, we feel empowered. But as we say, we commit through the DG, we'll share more information, whether we're meeting or not meeting, so that yourselves, as we are coming from various provinces, you have information as people in the water and sanitation sector. Chairperson. Comrade Sean. Thanks very much, Deputy Minister. I just wanted to give a bit more information about the tankers issue and answer a few of the questions in the process. Um, we started realizing on uh, Thursday that uh, there was going to be an urgent need for additional tankers um, uh, because of the extent of the damage and the, and the time it would take to repair the, the damage to the water infrastructure. And uh, we engaged with the three worst affected municipalities, Etigwini, Ugu, and um, Ilembi, and they indicated to us in writing that they had a desperate need for additional um, tankers and gave us the numbers that they needed. We then immediately started to try and uh, to Google names of tanker suppliers. I should say, members, we we immediately took the decision that the most the, the quickest way to get tankers there is not to buy tankers, but to hire tanker services. If we were to to, to buy tankers, we would have to we would have had to draw up specifications. Etc. For 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 the technical details of the tankers, it was a much quicker way, and we would have had to hire drivers of the tankers. A much quicker way to supply the tankers was was to hire tanker services, um, which would be the tankers with drivers and fuel provided. Uh, so we draw up. We very quickly on Thursday drew up a specification which specified that the tankers must meet certain hygienic requirements, that they must be provided with drivers and fuel. And we also specified that while we would be placing orders for tankers, we would only pay them on the number of trips done. So that answers one of the questions that where where the where we uh, in the. We say we placed orders for 50 tankers, but over the weekend only 20 could be made available. That's exactly what happened because this disaster happened at a very unfortunate time, and in, 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 in that it happened over the Easter weekend. So um, some of the companies struggled to get their drivers back. They'd gone away on holiday, and they struggled to get their drivers back to drive the tankers, and that explains why they were only able to provide over the weekend less tankers than the numbers that we, that we placed orders for. But that doesn't mean we're going to pay for tankers that weren't provided. We only pay for tankers which are provided and we're measuring which tankers are provided on what days and we pay for a tanker with a driver delivering water on the days that they provide them, even though we we provided orders for more. Now that the Easter weekend is over and that people, people who, who went home are returning, 
we expect that the companies will be able to fully meet the orders and, and provide more tankers. We, are also, we did also manage the procurement very carefully. Perhaps I should also mention that by Thursday afternoon, while we were still trying to source tankers, um, we found that many of the companies had already closed. So uh, we, we asked the NEPAD Business Foundation to assist us and they talked to people at the Durban Chamber of Commerce and we got cell phone numbers of the owners of the company so we could call them after hours at home uh, to, to get quotations from them. Um, and then uh, we made sure that we got proper written quotations from the companies. We, we checked that they're all on the government suppliers database and that they meet all the requirements of the government suppliers database before we placed orders against them. And uh, I think generally speaking, most of the available capacity in the private sector to hire tankers has now been taken up by government in the area. Um, the procurement has also been overseen by the chief financial officer of the department who oversaw the detailed work over the weekend. So um, we have been very careful to make sure that this emergency expenditure, while it's not following normal procurement procedures, that there's no corruption involved and that we uh, that everything we do, we've been doing uh, is is uh, above board and that we can be accountable for. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, um, <clears throat> I don't see at any other hand, but the assumption makes that Mama Kats, you are covered. I'm covered. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I, uh, DG and uh, DM have really covered me. Thanks. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks very much. Um, the, on, on behalf of the particular committee, we must, we must just add and emphasize the point raised by Mamutala that we want to appreciate generally the community of KZN and, and, and the Eastern Cape that came into the, the fall to help where necessary. And for the support they give, more special business people all around the country. But in the in the same vein, we must raise this point. This point generally, as the as the portfolio committee, that people who are taking advantage of crisis and steal from the from, from the business people that are giving us, people who are stealing from us, people who are even just taking water from uh, uh, passed by trucks that are going to other areas, must never be, be appreciated. And I think we need to act harshly against them. But it is this that makes us a, 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 a irresponsible government that we can't act against just criminality that is taking place. Uh, and, and I think once we act, once we act against these people, we will start realizing where we are going. But because there is no hand now, I think we are we are finished with this uh, case at end matter. No no support. Um, um, the second point, and, and I want us to finish with the program of the portfolio committee. Chairperson, uh, sorry, I, I didn't raise my hand. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, 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 you, you didn't. We have closed the matter. Thank you. I raised my hand, Chair. Just a small comment, Chair. You did comment earlier. Okay. Yeah, it's a follow-up. It's a follow-up, Chair. You are not take your hand is not is not up, but you're saying your hand is your hand is up. So I can send this up. I can send this up. 
No, Chair, I want to, because in the public domain, there's an issue of saying that as government, we can't handle money. So I want to add to yours, to what you just said. Can we draft a statement uh, released by yourself around the issue without responding to the public, but show our commitment on oversight on all funds okay. that are going to be distributed there? That is in short, thank you. And we must appreciate the quick response of, this, of, of, of the department on these crises. Thank you, Chair. Chairperson, unmute yourself, please. I'm done, Chair. Can the host unmute the Is he still connected? Yes, I, I was saying Turkey. The last time I heard Turkey, it was when he was saying we need to draft a statement. I did not hear what what was the statement about. Now the statement she was saying in support of your closing statement earlier oh, to oh, okay. to to actually indicate the commitment of the committee in oversighting all the funds that are going to be used in KZN. Because there's a public uh, rapport of government unable to, you know, look after the funds, the looting and all that without responding to those, but just show our commitment on our side and also thanking the department of their quick intervention. Thank you, Chief. I think we need to do that. Uh, the, uh, uh, the communication team, please draft something. Let me look at it and we will then pass it through and we, we give it away, give it out to the public. It's very important that we, we really do speak about things that we are doing because people have created an impression that we are just a bunch of stealers who are, who are not worried about uh, the will of the people. Uh, Thanks, Chair, for affording me the opportunity. Just a quick um, uh, follow-up to what the DG has said. Um, when TG, when when hiring those tankers, I'm I'm trying to check. Uh, are you also considering your BEE? Because I heard you in your statement saying you have Google big companies in KZN and so forth and so forth. But I'm trying to check because most big companies are owned by white people. So I'm trying to check the element uh, of empowering or or considering your black economic empowerment, especially. Locally. Thank you very much. Yes, yes um, uh, all the tankers that we've hired have, have been hired locally in the Eteguini area. We've hired from four companies, um, three of which are SMEs, local black owned companies. 
Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Dan. We think we, I think we have we are, we are finished with the report of the Jefferson disaster. Yes. But the Mr. Phillips did not answer Fighter's question, Grace. What was the question again? The question is uh, very clear. It says that did they consider the BEE and all those things? But I don't hear him saying anything about that. He just said that here they've considered their big businesses and all those things. And all. Um... No, he has just said, Honorable Mshala, he says that he has considered. SMMEs and small business, that's not what you said. But you can repeat, uh, uh, um, Philips, I don't want to be a shop swat. Yes. My response, Honorable Chair, was that um, we have hired all the tankers from local companies in the Eteguini area. We have hired tankers from four companies, and three of them are SMEs, small black-owned businesses in uh, Eteguini area. Yeah, I heard you saying that, uh, I heard him saying that. Okay, no, thanks so much, uh, Chair. Are we hiring or are we buying these things? No, hiring, hiring, yeah. hiring, hiring. Mm. Hiring. <clears throat> okay. Um, as I've said, um, no simple. Let's get into the. Thank you very much, department, for your proactiveness. And um, if those of you who want to go and do work, go. But you still remain. You, you still need to remain in the in the portfolio committee. Some of you uh, don't leave. All of you. You. There was too much of you today. We are about six seventy one at some point. Let's allow those one chair that are supposed to work under the leadership of the DG while helping on the ground. He will release them. The others that are led by Mama Kat and myself who are remaining for the other items. Thank you, Chair. Somebody sent me that uh, um, a person who is uh, uh, responsible for water in Bank joined the meeting. I don't understand how did that happen. And so... It, we shouldn't be open to everybody who wants to be part of our meeting. No, we are correct, Chair. We'll handle that. Me and Mama Katsi, led by Mama Katsi, will handle that so that we know from our side in managing our delegation because our delegation is managed by Dear Makatsi, supported by me. Okay. And through the teacher. Nasipo. Chairperson? Yes, Chairperson. Is the presentations by the department followed by Salga on the proposed water tariff determinations? Uh, it should be... Okay, yeah, okay. The department first? Yes, Chairperson, and followed by Salga. Okay. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I will be presenting on behalf of the department uh, the uh, water tariffs. Uh, let me indicate and thank all the honorable members uh, uh, of this portfolio committee for giving us this opportunity. 
to indicate uh, uh, to yourself the what are the factors that have influenced our uh, uh, looking into the bulk water tariffs uh, for 2022-2023. Chairperson, uh, let me indicate outright that there are several legislations that we are following uh, and we definitely in our presentation will be able to present uh, to indicate that uh, so that as we are dealing with uh, the approval of uh, the, uh, uh, the approval processes of the tariffs, the, uh, we know what informs uh, this that we will be following. Uh, the, but also, Chairperson, besides legislation, there are other uh, factors which we look into, uh, particularly by the water boards, as they engage into looking into uh, uh, increasing of tariffs and uh, I wouldn't mention all of them but I need to indicate that uh, the uh, electrical costs uh, uh, and the labor costs are the major drivers but there are also dealing with chemicals and other related things that we look into as we uh, we deal with the uh, uh, issues of tariffs. Furthermore, Chairperson, I need to indicate that a, a specific finding by economic and social regulations are the issues that uh, we will be reporting on. We will also reporting, be reporting on the key factors that influence uh, the tariff increase, but also the issues that were raised by SALGA. Uh, and I know that SALGA is on the platform. Uh, definitely, they may be able to repeat uh, the issues that were discussed uh, between the, 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 the department, the water boards, and themselves as SALGA but also we engaged a national treasure on dealing with the matters of a, a tariff increase and hence uh, the presentation of the tariffs to parliament for parliament to, uh, to look into that. Uh, Chairperson, it's not only uh, 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 the, 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 the water, uh, purified water that we're looking into, but we're also looking into raw water uh, uh, as we're dealing with uh, uh, the tariffs and uh, in consultation with our stakeholders, looking into the key legislations, as I've already uh, indicated, uh, these are some of the things that we definitely will uh, 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 inform our recommendations uh, uh, for the charges as and when they change. Uh, I want to indicate, Chairperson, that, of course, the Department uh, uh, of Water and Sanitation. We've got a long-term, medium-term uh, uh, looking into most of the things. And I want to bring to your attention, Honorable Chairperson and members, that uh, there, are, uh, there is a, a, an approach that the minister is looking into to just want to make sure that as we're dealing with the, uh, the, the water tariffs, there are certain considerations. Because I know that uh, for sure, as the portfolio committee, you're looking into uh, uh, the municipalities, much as Salga is looking into that revenue collection, the challenges that are there in the municipality to can be able to pay uh, their debts. And these are the areas that we are saying we need to look into as and when uh, the water boards are requesting for a reorganization of the tariffs. But I need to also indicate that last year, there was no increase uh, uh, and, uh, uh, as the request was made by uh, the water tariffs. There were no increases of the, uh, uh, by the water board, I'm sorry. There were no increases which were made. And this year, 
uh, you will look at uh, how uh, uh, the boards are trying to balance the equation as and when they request uh, the uh, the tariffs to be looked into. And I I need to indicate to a person that uh, the director general will make an insightful presentation to all of you so that we can be able to have an understanding of uh, where we're coming from and where we are going uh, in this instance. Uh, DG, uh, uh, accompanied by your team, uh, let's make a presentation on the issues of tariffs uh, for 2022-2023 and uh, uh, mindful of the fact that uh, there are so many issues now which actually has uh, befallen and in particular I'll look at the boards that are operating in KZN and also in the Eastern Cape that now they will be faced with more challenges with, despite the fact that they have increased the, uh, 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 their, their water tariffs and definitely uh, these are the things that we are very, very mindful of and uh, we are taking into consideration. And I would uh, implore on the portfolio committee to say, as we are dealing with this, let's also take into consideration the fact that all the water boards, they don't get any funding from government, but they make sure that they generate revenue so that they can be able to provide water uh, to our people. Director General Dr. Sean Phillips uh, kindly make a presentation to the portfolio committee. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Let me take it back to you for the DG to make a presentation. Thanks. Mr. Phillips. Thank you very much, Chairperson. The presentations will be made by uh, Leonardo Manos, our acting DDG for regulation. He's going to make two presentations, one on the waterboard tariffs and then a supplementary presentation on the other tariffs that the Deputy Minister was talking about in the raw water pricing strategy. Thank you, Chair. When, when is Mr. Linus becoming a TDG if, 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 if it's going to happen? He has been acting TDG for many years now. We are becoming a software chairperson. I know you are from a labor movement. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you, Mr. Macho. Okay, Manas. But you're correct, Chair. Good morning, Chairperson, and good morning, um, uh, Honourable Members, Deputy Ministers. I'm just going to try and reshare um, because it just went away. And you could see Chairman has been transferred to DPSA National Treasury there. Thank you. The background behind him. No, that was, sorry. That was for a previous, I didn't reset it. Apologies for that, Chairperson. Um, can my presentation be seen? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah. We can see it, Leonardo. You can proceed. 
Okay, let me just move there from this side. I see that I'm, is it moving? Okay, apologies for that. There's something wrong with the slide. Okay, let me just go in like this. Uh, apologies to your person and, and honorable members. The presentation will just give around um, the, the, the background, the sources of funding for the sector, the value chain, the reflection on the water provision cost, um, the comments that we received from Salga and National Treasury, and then the tariffs itself for water board. Now, um, there is legislation, as the Deputy Minister Magachi has actually shared with yourself, regarding um, this um, tariffs that we have in terms of Section 42 of the Municipal Finance Management Act that it need to be tabled with, with uh, Parliament, as well as Section 23 of the MFMA. And this is the reason why the Portfolio Committee, committee must note the approved tariffs by the Minister of Water and Sanitation for the next financial year starting in 2022-2023 um, financial year as it stands. Um, um, the background would be that... Um, Again, that the water boards are Schedule 3B entities in terms of the PFMA, and which are financed from other sources other than the fiscus. And that means that um, um, revenue is, has to be generated through tariffing. Now, as organs of state and established by Section 34 of the Water Services Act requires that water boards um, in their operation must strive to be financially viable. Um, therefore, that they must recover the cost um, from in terms of the, uh, the customer base or consumer base in terms of the area that they provide services. Tariffs, tariffs must be cost-reflective and based on prudent um, budget processes. And then also the MFMA and Circular 23 governs the tariff consultation process of which we will also give you more um, as we go along in the presentation. The, the Circular... Uh, sorry, the value chain that we have here in terms of the what it costs in, in terms of our tariffs are being set up. If you can note that in terms of water resource management charges, raw water charges from rivers, as well as the bulk treatment and bulk distribution, reticulation of consumers, and then it gets to the consumer part and after the consumer has water, um, used the potable water, there is a wastewater collection charge and then also the treatment at wastewater treatment. So the latter two is perhaps for another day in terms of presentation, in terms of how we are perhaps under recovered um, in that part of the sector. For today's presentation will be on the first three elements of this, um, in the, uh, the first three elements of, 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 of the cost, which is the water resource management, then also the raw water charges as well as the, the bulk treatment as it goes along. In terms of the reflection, on um, um, the legislative process governing the tariff process and approvals. Um, we start, we began with the process in October 21, and this was a preliminary consultation between the department and water, water boards itself, followed by the customer consumer consultation during the period of October to November. Uh, we received um, written comments from Salga National Treasury in December 2021, and now it also requires Waterboard to include its submission to the executive authority to explain how SELGA and national treasury comments were taken into account. And then it had to also be tabled in March as far as the parliamentary process are concerned. Just to get to the point in terms of um, how, how the cost um, is basically determined, um, we, throughout the value chain, as has been explained as well, there are 
are rotor charges, electricity, labor, depreciation, chemicals, are but some of the five major cost drivers in terms of, of, of a water board's operation. In terms of the raw water, purchase are, are driven from the natural resource that it has to be transformed as well. Um, I just need to move this a little bit here. Sorry. And then inaccurate demand forecasting will therefore have major implications in terms of the tariff, um, cons uh, the tariff um, formulation as well. The, noting the fact that by nature water gravitates, so and but establishment and settlements is not um, adhering to that um, law. So you have to pump a lot as far as water is concerned, and that is energy uh, um, high energy driven which because you use a lot of electricity, ESCOM tariff increases it's a major impact as far as those um, water tariffs are concerned as well. Bloom water, though, receives electricity from Centlac, and the Mslatuzi water receives water from the city of Mslatuzi, and these are slightly higher tariffs than ESCOMs. That needs also to be taken into consideration. Staff cost is determined in bargaining councils through agreements between organized labor and the industry in terms of the employer representatives there, and this is uh, um, a default implementation due to the, and it's also a high risk for the delivery of water if it's not being adhered to. Chemicals are mostly imported from international markets, and this is due to, um, um, project, um, prone to fluctuations in exchange rates and also um, impacting um, in terms of the, the tariffs eventually. Depreciation depends on the total value and volume of. Um, infrastructure that the water board may own, and then also in terms of the condition of that infrastructure, it also depends then in terms of how the depreciation needs to be used to actually refurbish um, infrastructure to functional state. Over the past three years, the above cost factors increased by above inflation rate, and this also impacts in terms of why um, um, increase is required. Now, through the pricing um, might be aimed at cost recovery and cost, um, though the power pricing is, might be aimed at cost recovery and cost uh, uh, tariffs are changed, uh, sorry, that cost recovery charge, uh, tariffs are charged at all times without sufficient revenue collection, this objective is defeated. So that means, it's just in short, um, honorable members, that if a tariff is set for a water board, but they can't collect um, that tariff in terms of revenue, then we're still not reaching the objective of making the water board a viable institution. So individual water board cost drivers and additional con considerations that informs the potable bulk water tariff setting is discussed hereafter. So I'm going into the various um, um, water boards now. Firstly, it'd be a Matola water board. So practice in influencing the tariff increase is that the tariff does not recover all operational costs relating to the primary function which means that even with the increase, that they're still not recovering all the costs, so to speak. So in terms of Salga's points that they raised, is that they raised a concern about the projected revenue increase, not consistent to the proposed tariff um, increase of 5.27%. They also raised the issue that ESCOM's application for increase, as far as electricity costs are concerned, it's much higher than what the Amatola Water Board's tariff increase component for electricity is it's holding. And then Senate, um, National Treasury just raised the issue of the failure to provide actual tariff information per scheme as they requested, and also the growing concern about the fact that 
that there's increase in debtors as far to the water board is concerned. So our own internal economic and social regulation unit also did their own um, um, screening of the tariff, and they also concerned about the high debtors book. Um, that means that um, the, the water board will, will struggle to, to, to reach break-even point because the high operating costs and high debtors book is taking the two um, influencing factors away from one another and, and not reaching that break-even point that is required. So the proposed tariff does not recover all operating costs as mentioned. And in a financial uh, um, distress would be the, the Amatola Water Board, but the minister has already taken action in that regard. And it has no borrowing limits to raise funds, which means that the Water Board is prone to be subjected to um, dependency on the fiscus to actually expand its own infrastructure um, requirements in terms of capital. So as far as the increase is concerned, it's a 5.71% increase for potable water and a 5.74% increase where they provide raw water to um, users, which would be 13 rand 16 cents from 12.45 per cubic meter for potable and 2.99 for raw water per, per cubic meter raw water. As far as bloom water is concerned, again, it can be seen that staff costs are quite high and um, the increase in electricity cost, electricity cost goes also together with that. Another problem would be that there's increase in the debtors book value, which means that those users or customers that they serve do not really um, pay as, it's supposed, as they're supposed to. Specific issues that was raised by Salva would be that the budgeted volumes might not be realistic considering what was previously years sold. And then also a concern on the level of non-payment by customers, as has been raised before. And then national treasury of the, the staff cost that is rising, and then as well as the concerns about the maintenance budget that is quite low, um, lower than um, the national benchmark. Our own assessment was also focusing on the fact that um, there's also high no levels of non-payment, which caused the, the water board to be in distress, the cost of, of labor, as well as the huge CAPEX plan, but there's no real funding plan that is um, um, balanced with the CAPEX plan. And noting the fact that the water board is not credit worthy at this point in time, it might not be able to generate. Uh, this off-budget funding either. So outstanding debt is a major issue that needs to be looked at as well. And the, the tariffs that has been recommended as proposed stands at 10 rand um, um, 90 for potable water per cubic meter and 8 rand 1 cent for raw water, which is a 9% increase. And this has been recommended as proposed. In terms of Lapel and Northern Water Board, is that there's erratic or no payment by water service authorities in this area. And this has a great impact on the capital projects um, that the water board wish to implement, um, especially in the Ebenezer area, as well as the Olifant's um, connection from Olifant Sport to Polokwane. So specific issues raised by Salga here would be that cash flow problem of the water board is due to non-payment of the municipalities as well as specific issues raised by Treasury would be that there's insufficient information, as they have stated, as far as the tariff proposal is concerned. The higher double-digit increase in certain areas and liquidity 
is threatening the cash balance um, and is decreasing over years, as stated. Um, the department has also focused on the fact that that the financial distress and its required intervention, as well as the business model required to be reviewed to allow for, for cross-subsidy um, in terms of the poorer communities that the municipality is servicing. Um, the highest rate of tariff increase at for one scheme is at 15%, and um, CAPEX not effectively funded at this point in time, and consider long-term contracts have been recommended to engage uh, on the effectively managing chemical cost, which is also fluctuating. So the average increase would be 10% to taking it to 9 rand 11 cents per cubic meter. As far as the Mahalis water board is concerned, the specific issues that has been raised by Salga would be that um, the revenue projection is inconsistent with the tariff increase and sales volume, volume increase as well as well as the 15% projection used by for electricity um, may be lower than what NERSA is actually approving um, 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 ESCOM to actually charge in the same space. So in terms of the specific issue raised by National Treasury, would be the labor cost as well being a little bit high, as well as the fact that significant increase in energy costs, which is over 20%. Um, we have been also looking from a department's point of view that striving for a uniform tariff across all operating schemes, but little interest to fund for the convergence. And then also, if achieved, that it will allow for cross-subsidization amongst the schemes. And that is what the department is, is, is pushing for to ensure that we um, at least cover those poorer schemes as well. So the tariff is going to increase from 9.43%, 9.43 rand to 10 rand, which is a 6.1% increase. Ms. Latuzi Water Board has um, seen a significant decrease in, in staff cost over the, over the years, um, but Selga has raised the issue in terms, still the issue in terms of the staff cost as well, um, because um, um, that is how they perceived it to be. Then also the specific issues raised by National Treasury was that um, full cost recovery tariff However, concerns also of the labor, high labor cost comparatively, I guess, in terms of other areas in value, not in percentage. Then in terms of the department's point have been that um, there's been a good financial health that has been recording in this, uh, this water board for now over the period of review. Operating margins is above 20% and a huge CAPEX plan, but mainly directed towards capacity of the infrastructure as it's for overheads. And also the bigger challenge is the inability to spend the full CAPEX budget over the past financial years. Um, there is a little bit of controversial costing model for the, for the water boards and debtor, debtors are collected within the planned 45 debtor days, which is actually quite good in comparison with the, the remainder of the water boards. Um, the potable water is then increasing from 5.85 to 6 rand 2 cents, which is a 9.94% increase. And the raw water is increasing from 2.35 rand per cubic meter to 2.45, which is an 8.1% increase. Coming to Overberg, which is a smaller water board in the Western Cape, is that um, at this point in time, similar to Amatola water, this tariff does not recover all the operational costs as, as, as well as the high staffing cost 
and energy cost is the major drivers. Um, the cell gas raised no capital investments to increase water sales and catering for rehabilitation and upgrades to improve services only. Um, there's little space for the water board at this point in time to expand, noting the nature of the, of the bulk schemes in the Western Cape. However, it also can be noted that our own new uh, uh, economic and social regulation unit have actually raised the issue of future water sales projections are declining, despite the water board indicating the approval for water use licenses from um, the Waterskloof and Davenox Dam. So there's also the water board charges under recovery tariff, and the water board tariff then increases from 10 rand 30, 39 to 11 rand 22, which is an 8% increase. Rand water. Um, so, so raw water cost in for rainwater is a little bit higher than uh, uh, in comparison with the remaining of the, of the water boards in the country because of using water from the IVRS, which is an integrated bar river system, getting water also from the Lesotho Islands scheme, which is uh, we also mean that we're still paying back um, um, CAPEX there as well in terms of the CUC, which is uh, um, the unit charges that we have to pay in terms of CAPEX. So the primary revenue is recovering all the operational costs, CAPEX, and generating sufficient surplus for future projects and contingency. So um, Salga has raised the issue of Ranauta's need for large CAPEX spend and augmentation when the demand is flat. And then also raised by Treasury is that the revenue increase is the result of tariff increase and not increasing demand. So what Ranauta has to do is that they're generating surpluses to, to the order of 20%. And this is also to ensure that they can invest in expanding and, re, and have a CAPEX budget for the large um, infrastructure assets that they are actually owning and ensuring some water security in the area of Houten and beyond where they are supplying water. So planned operational costs are consistently below budget over the past four years. And then one of the challenges would be the inability to spend the full CAPEX budget has also been observed. Um, this tariff then for the area of Rand water will increase from 10 Rand 67 cents to 11 Rand 62 cents, which is an 8.8% increase. Ceribank water um, also experienced the same in terms of their high raw water cost because using the same source, which is the Val River. And um, also then um, the tariff proposal caters only for a 6.9 increase in energy cost forecast. So Selga has raised that there requires alignment between tariff application and the corporate plan and also the correct level of capital expenditure must be adhered to. Treasury noted the fact that implement measures to curtail its rapidly rising staff cost as noted in the, uh, also in the graph and make provision for Palka Mahara project, which is also then the the capital that is required there. But as far as the department is concerned, we are at this point in time entering uh, alternative means of generating that capital. In terms of the economics and social regulation unit, they note the, the, the large nature of, the, of this water board, which is also now catering for previously uh, existing, uh, sorry, previous water boards that have been disestablished in terms of what's available drift in the Marco water boards. There's a significant CAPEX requirement, but due to the state of financial state of the water board, they're able to secure um, funding for such. 
And then most of the water boards, in the, um, the, this water board is the one that's most being owed. It owed being owed 4 billion in total because of the, mostly because of the fact that um, municipalities not paying and there's hence a substantial amount of impairment. This increase is now amounting from 10.4 rand per cubic meter to 11 rand point one, which is a 6.65% increase. Um, in terms of Ungani Water Board, um, Ungani Water Board um, has kept um, within acceptable levels in terms of the new, um, new tariff, but energy costs by far the highest cost driver in this regard. Um, so Salgas raised this discrepancy between the board's expansion and the low water sales volumes. And then also that staff cost needs to be clarified and a level of capital expenditure needs to be corrected. Um, Treasury raised the fact that there's cost containment measures, measures required as far as the ISTA cost is concerned. And then also the department has raised the issue in terms of the high, um, that they are impressed with the high quality of reporting in terms of all its documents. And there's a strong balance sheet with a strategy to build on lower debt funding and better equity. The labor cost increase of 19% is well above the average, and this is something that was raised. CAPEX worth of 15.2 billion over the next six years has also been, has also been catered for. The budgeting and forecasting is excessive for administrative expenses, perhaps. And then also this now brings us to a tariff increase, though, of 3.6%, which is um, percentage-wise perhaps lower, um, which is 8 rand 96 to increasing to 9 rand 30 per cubic meter. So in conclusion, the Executive Authority to Water Boards as per Section 28 of the Water Services Act made this, de made this determination, Honorable Chair, and has tabled this at, um, in Parliament. Um, also keeping in mind also the fact that there is a uh, um, that all of these water board startups have then been accepted and um, recommend, as has been recommended then for your noting. I thank you. Um, thank you very much. Um, and I'm saying thank you very much under duress, Lena, because... I, this report to me is very confusing. Everybody disagrees with one another, but we have presented a consolidated report to Parliament. I don't know how, how do you come how do you come to a consolidated report that you presented to Parliament when all of you does not agree on any, any on any of the things you are proposing? But let us hear what Salga is saying before we talk, because I, I, I I'm a little bit confused, Leonardo. Which which one are you have you presented to Parliament when all of you don't agree on any? Um, Chairperson, if I uh, if I may just come into that point quickly, just keep in mind that that was the one presentation as far as the bulk um, uh, the tariffs are concerned for water boards. There is a, another presentation on the raw, but just to on the raw the tariff as well. But to answer your question in that regard, Chairperson, yes, this. Um, certain elements that have been raised as far in the presentation, as you can see that there's um, points that has been raised to say that we need what we need to look at. The element that is biggest, that is the elephant in the room, is, is that um, um, there is a court case that we have basically um, lost in terms of the fact that it states clearly 
that um, the minister has no right to reduce the tariffs basically approved by or set forward by the boards of the water of the water boards, and that's the reason why the department is at this point in time reviewing legislation to allow um, that element of the business to be um, to be relooked at, because there are elements that we be, do believe that could be differently approached as far as the the water board tariffs are concerned. Um, the ones that has been raised, obviously the concerns in the presentations itself, but also that we do believe that um, having those tariffs in place as it's being forwarded, noting that previously there were zero-rated tariffs that were, were also having a major impact on the financial sustainability of the water board, and that is the reason why the department moved forward to actually then under those circumstances to say that the recommended um, tariffs had to be approved. So I'm no, taking that, guidance from... <laughs> That's fine. Let us, let us hear what Salga is saying. I don't understand. How does the board that you have appointed take you to court? So dismiss them. Dismiss no, the water board. You have appointed them. The minister no, appointed not... them. If they are not listening, dismiss them and you, you implement your, 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 your way of doing things. Um, Salga? Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Let me switch on my camera for purposes of the committee seeing the new chairperson of the portfolio in Salka following the, um, the appointment of new councillors into office. I sincerely wish an honorable chairperson to um, uh, welcome this brief, but also um, uh, say my greetings to the deputy ministers, the members of parliament, uh, the members of the portfolio committee, all of the members that are uh, in attendance today. Just to give a quick uh, input before I hand over to uh, our manager to lead the presentation on our side, and I think the chairperson's uh, uh, areas of concern are noted. Um, following um, the, the, the proposed uh, tariffs, uh, Salga through um, uh, its uh, committee has undertaken a review analysis of all documents that were submitted uh, by the water boards and have carefully scrutinized each of them, uh, including the cost drivers impacting on the water boards cost, um, including the increased ESCOM electricity tariffs. Uh, we began the process, uh, Honorable Chairperson, uh, through consultation with all of the municipalities involved. Um, through a virtual engagement with water boards in October and November 2021. Um, we then embarked on thorough assessment of tariff files and received by the water boards in December uh, to mid January. Um, we submitted on comments as uh, it is alluded to by the department to the minister's office at the end of January 2022. Additional sessions were held with the Department of Water and National Treasury to discuss the rationale of each institution's position on the water board uh, proposed tariffs. To determine whether the tariffs proposed by each of the board for the 22-23 year are justified, Salga has take, uh, takes into consideration that bulk water tariff increases are required in order to ensure that water boards remain financially sustainable. But this must be balanced with the need for affordability to municipalities and in particular, the end users. We welcome the invitation to the portfolio committee 
uh, that we present uh, the context from the SALGAS point of view of the bulk water tariffs applications by the water boards. We remain committed, uh, Honorable Chairperson, to the promotion of affordability and sustainability of all tariffs, uh, tariffs levies levied uh, for provision of water in, in, throughout the country. Um, in conclusion, we hope to continue with the collaborative work undertaken with all stakeholders involved. And I must indicate, Honorable Chair, there is absolute cooperation between the water boards and the Ministry of Water and Sanitation in particular, and all of the members involved. Uh, having said that, I would now wish to invite um, one of our managers to be able to lead uh, the presentation on our site if uh, the chairperson allows it. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Comrade Nico. Yes, sir. It, it, it provides chairperson uh, at least a platform for the portfolio committee to really guide on uh, how we're going to be proceeding forward. Um, uh, the areas, the gray areas, we've both noted that it, the ministry has noted them. We've also noted them. We know that there are achievables in the short term, but a lot of work needs to be done moving forward so that uh, this time next year, uh, we are all moving from the same uh, hymn book and we understand and we probably would have covered a lot of ground, both in terms of policy review or uh, enhancement of policy, both in terms of engagements uh, and both in terms of uh, other areas that would enhance uh, what do, do we do moving forward. Uh, how are we going to arrive at an amicable a solution collectively uh, for the purpose of ensuring that the boards function, the communities are not found wanting and they are able to afford the provision of that water um, and that the cost drives uh, in the institutions of water boards are really uh, put uh, into checks and balances, Chairperson. Um, thank you very much. James will come in. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, good afternoon, colleagues. Um, I will just quickly take you through our presentation. First and foremost, um, honorable members, in terms of the purpose of the presentation, it is indeed to provide a context of Salga's position on the bulk water tariffs as proposed by the water boards for the financial year 2022-23. The objective of the analysis conducted by Salga is to ensure that tariffs are proposed by each water board that is reasonably justified and based on available information. And the analysis is undertaken according to SALGA, taking into consideration that the bulk water increases are required to ensure that water boards remain financially sustainable. However, uh, we are also cognizant of the need of balance uh, of these increases to ensure that the bulk water remains affordable to municipalities and ultimately the end users and communities. And finally, SALGA continues consider submissions made by water boards in line with comments from municipalities served by water boards. We thought we would first start chair with um, some of the previous um, strategic 
um, proposals that were made uh, at the uh, the joint uh, uh, portfolio committee of water and copter, and which were done, which were endorsed by this committee. Uh, the first one there is the multi-year tariff determination, and its outcome would be uh, providing more certainty around tariffs, and it would also reduce um, yearly consultation processes as well. And then the second one is the development of guidelines for drought tariffs uh, for the sector. Um, and these policy guidelines would be able to help with the implementation of drought tariffs. And then the final one, which you also think is the most important one, is the establishment of a sectoral economic regulator. And of course, this would provide an independent approval of water tariffs uh, based on what is proposed by the water boards. So first and foremost, in terms of the summary of the recommendations um, from SALGA, from the tariffs that we received from the water boards, uh, we have indeed uh, only, only, only supported two, uh, which is of Amadole and Sidibain, but we also have provided alternative tariff increases for the other seven. I will have a slide towards the end of the presentation, which provides some of our reasons why we supported certain proposals and we did not support other proposals. And then in terms of the comparative input cost increases, I think these, some of these slides would be closely aligned to the presentation that was made by the DTG. We take acknowledgement that when it comes to raw water costs, uh, this cost is something that uh, water boards don't really have any control over. Uh, but, but we did note that in terms of staff costs, though there should be an average that is based on the bargaining council agreements with water boards, there are some water boards whose increases are way above that average. And we noted that some of these increases are inclusive of Lebele North, Blumota, and Mahalis as well. And then in terms of energy costs, and I think we are at a point now where we should correlate this information against what was approved by NERSA. And what NERSA approved chair was 9.5%. Uh, but then when we were doing the consultations, I think ESCOM was asking for 20%. So ultimately, our position around uh, this energy cost was that some might be quite below uh, what might be approved by NERSA, while others would be more or less in line with uh, what NERSA was proposing. And then in terms of chemical costs, uh, uh, we also indicated there that um, this should not vary that much. And we still remain quite concerned with uh, uh, certain, certain instances where the chemical costs become too high. And then in terms, also, in terms of also in terms of the projected uh, repairs and maintenance, uh, we, uh, we noted that the average across the water boards is 3.35%. And that there are some water boards that have projected negative expenses in terms of their own uh, repairs and maintenance. And then in terms of this slide, Chair, in the comparative input uh, uh, analysis, uh, what we did is we looked at the comparative expenditure uh, and we divided the expenditure by the projected sales volumes in order to get a picture of what was the actual cost of providing the service across the water boards. And we observed that um, uh, the total cost per kiloliter of water sold varies uh, from 4.47 kiloliters for Ntatuze to 22.21 kiloliters uh, 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 per kiloliter for overberg water. And that ultimately, when we look at what some of the reasons why um, some costs are higher, it's due to difficulties with economies of scale. And then with this slide, what we basically did is we looked at uh, what is the actual cost comparison within the water boards uh, based on the projected information. And there are some notable variances of the direct operational costs among water boards. However, we also saw some commonalities as well. For example, Amatola Water, Bloom Water, and the Bellen North Water have relatively high staff costs, and Harris Water 
Umgen water and overbeg water have the highest percentage of other costs. And then we also observe that uh, uh, there are some high costs of raw water, uh, by rainwater. Uh, we did get some clarity from Mahari's water in terms of why the other costs are so high. And their explanation was that it's due to the fact that some of their staff costs are recognized as other costs. We proposed a, proper, a, a further breakdown of these costs, but we did not get it from the water board. And then in terms of the capital financing costs, uh, I think uh, uh, also based on the other presentation, we all acknowledge that water boards finance their capital programs through either debt, uh, whether it belongs or bonds or equity, uses of its own cash reserves and own revenue. And we observe that generally equity remains favored over debt by the water boards. Uh, for example, when you look at rainwater, uh, they continue to budget for 20% of their operating surpluses to be able to fund its capital program through own sources, and that only 3.6% of its 22 billion capital program is debt funded. Umgeni water uh, uh, profit margin is projected to increase by 38% uh, by, 20, by, by, by the year 2026-27. But of course, there are some water boards that have demonstrated some balance in terms of using debt and equity like Mkhatuze and Lebelinov. And then there are some water boards, unfortunately, due to severe revenue limits uh, that cannot finance their capital programs sustainably. And this would be like your Amatola and also the Overbeck water as well. And then in terms of uh, uh, this clause of the MFMA, uh, where water boards must show how they have taken into consideration some comments, we did have further engagements with the following water boards. Uh, we did have engaged with Mahali's water, Mahali's water, we did write to us, Blue Water did write to us, Overbeck water did write to us, Rainwater they also did engage with us. And uh, historically, water boards whose tariffs we support do not write to us. So we'd say that out of the seven water boards, these five have responded to Salga uh, directly before uh, they were able to table their the, 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 the tariffs. And then just on this slide, uh, really, and which correlates quite well with the presentation that was made uh, by, by, by the department in terms of comparing the cost uh, required to provide the service, the tariffs that are charged, and also uh, the increases for tariffs as well. And on this slide, there's a, there's a direct correlation as well with the challenges of municipalities to of, of water boards to be sustainable. Uh, when you look at Amatwala water, for example, on your left, you'll see that uh, when you look at the cost, cost per kiloliter, uh, it's, 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 it's almost above the tariffs that they charge. And then when you look at Overbeg as well, when you look at the cost per kiloliter, it's definitely higher than the tariffs that they've charged. But yet when you look at other water boards like Umgeni, uh, when you look at the cost per kiloliter, uh, they are able to generate uh, a markup way above the costs that they charge, uh, that way above the cost that they need to incur in order to generate their business. And then according to, to, to Section 74, and we're really touching on the municipal affordability now, uh, of the Systems X, municipalities must consider affordability when setting tariffs. And Salga is of the strong opinion that uh, uh, the same principle must apply to water boards. Uh, Etequini municipality did provide a comprehensive assessment of the impact of Umgen tariffs and deemed it unaffordable due to the current negative financial position that customers and municipalities have uh, due to the impact of COVID-19. Further to that, uh, they, on the basis of the current economic data, municipal customers' income, and uh, uh, they, indicated, they indicated that this has significantly declined year on year. 
and that uh, municipal customers should not pay more than 20% of their household income towards municipal services. And their projection is that looking at the, 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 the increases that, that the water board is proposing, uh, they, they estimate that soon uh, their customers will be paying uh, uh, more than 20% of their household income towards municipal services. And that ultimately, they also had at that time challenges around non-revenue water. Uh, and they, they had uh, infrastructure plans and programs to, to, to reduce this non-revenue water. And one of their proposals to the water board was that by not increasing tariffs that drastically, it would help them to have enough funds to direct uh, some investments towards refurbishment of their own infrastructure. But of course, after the incidents of last week, most of, it, of this information definitely will have changed. And then in terms of some of the key concerns that we continue to observe at Salga uh, is that some water boards continue to motivate about inflationary tariff increases based on unrealistic and inflated expenditure forecasts, and that there remains inconsistencies between tariff files and business plans, and that the application of drought tariffs by water boards is still inconsistent, and that ultimately energy input costs are not in line with the approved NASA increases, and of course, this would be by design because these were approved way after the process was undertaken. Water boards still favor the use of equity for capital financing. Most water boards still have low debt equity ratios. Salga is concerned about the unsustainability of a constant above inflation salary increases as well. And then just in terms of the uh, heading towards conclusion, we also wanted to raise some of the six some of the strategic interventions that we had mentioned in the past uh, to the portfolio committee, which we deem to be quite uh, sufficient to be able to respond to some of the challenges that we see across the whole value chain. The first one is there is around the effective and efficient medium-term and long-term capital investment programs, uh, an effective, efficient, and proactive management of expenses within the parameters, tariff policies to that guides what about funding and tariff approaches, a rational and effective treasury management process to optimize funding of water boards and enhance control over tariff determination processes and manage progression towards this implementation of these proposals as well. And then just on the second last slide, Chair, just to take you through some of the reasons why we, we did not support some of the uh, proposals by, by the water boards and, uh, and, 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 and the alternatives that we proposed as well. Uh, of course, we supported Amatola Water. Uh, Bloom Water, we didn't support it. Uh, they had asked for 9%. We proposed 8%. Uh, we raised the issue of excessive staff and other cost increases. Um, and then in terms of Lepele, we did not support it. We recommended 5% due to efficient evidence for input cost increases. Mahalis um, Water, um, we did not support it. Um, we proposed 5% again uh, uh, due to historical issues around a uniform tariff that they've been trying to implement. Uh, and then in terms of compliance with the water, we do not support it as well. Uh, and we, we argued the, 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 the excessive stuff and chemical cost increases as well. And then over back, we did not support it as well. And we raised the issue of an inefficient cost structure and excessive increases in other costs. Uh, rainwater, we made a recommendation there that if they look at reducing their finances, uh, 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 reducing surpluses and adjust financing strategies, they can be able to reduce the increase required. And then CDBM was supported. And then finally, Umgeni's submission, which was closely linked to our uh, with, the, with the submission that was made by 
uh, Etekweni municipality and all the other municipalities in that region was to say that um, they have a strong financial position. Uh, we did not really agree with some of their capital programs in terms of the assumptions to be able to spend uh, within a financial year some of those projected expenditures and ultimately we also proposed a zero percent increase there for them as well. And in closing chair, uh, it is recommended that the PC, the portfolio committee notes Saga's position on the proposed bulk water tariffs. It notes concerns raised by Saga on the tariff assumptions. And then it also notes uh, the six strategic points uh, that we are proposing or rather re-proposing uh, to improve the water pricing life cycle as well. And that's the end of the presentation. Thank you. Okay, okay. Um, Magads. Yes, uh, sir. What are you telling us? What what must we what must which one must we prioritize as recommendations? Because remember, the tariff increases hit hard on the pocket of the municipalities because we only pay rates and taxes in the municipality. We do not pay rates in the water board. We don't pay rates. We, as the, as the end user, we pay municipalities, not water boards, not the uh, 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 Department of Water and Sanitation. And Salga is the mouthpiece of the, municipal, the, the, the municipalities that is actually taking the brand from the end user. Now, and this is what I was saying earlier on to Linus. The two recommendations that you're putting before us does not talk in sync with one another. And the unfortunate part is that this, this uh, uh, report by the Department of Water and Sanitation is now a parliament decision. You have taken the matter to parliament already and the parliament might have given you a go ahead and Salga is saying something different. We might say something different as a department. Uh, where, where, where will we go? In the, uh, whilst I was, the reason I was speaking to uh, um, member Nikki of Salga, uh, because I know I was once a national executive committee member of Salga. I know that we, we have been complaining about this thing, that we think that we want to be playing ball, uh, some of the municipalities will apply for exemptions. But uh, the, the fact of the matter, when you apply for exemptions, you're growing the debt. The debt continues on the other, on the other side. Last year, we, we met the Department of Water and Sanitation, to, uh, because that, that time was still water and human settlement. We met uh, Cogstar, we met Salgam. We, we drew a plan of how do we synchronize our working last year. Even in 2020, we did the same. And, and Honorable uh, 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 Nikiwe is still proposing that let us move with the whole. Chairperson, you have disappeared. Speak with one another. What do you understand? Chairperson, you are disappearing. We don't hear what you're saying. Okay. Let me hear other members first. Then maybe I will come back to you. Uh, member Ma 
Okay, the hand of Matlobo, your hand must come last. Let us hear members first. Mashallah, Seki. Yeah, let's follow that for now. Thanks so much, Chepison. Uh, uh, um, uh, thanks for the presentation from the department, Salka. And uh, yes. So my questions are as follows, Chepison. According to the South African Local Government Association, Salka, Fundings, there appear to be in inconsistencies in the approach to separate the costing of skins and associated cross subsidy. Could the department explain its position on this? Secondly, Jefferson, has the department together with the relevant stakeholders worked on or undertaken any studies towards approving multi-year tariffs as proposed by the portfolio committee previously. Firstly, Chair, the primary aim of revising the raw water pricing strategy and norms and standards for tariffs is to provide an enabling framework for providing financial assistance and water pricing to ensure and foster predictability and stability within the water and sanitation sector. Has the department, as previously requested, made explicit the need to balance debt and equity finance for investment? Given more clarity, on the diversion of cash into short-term investments as applied by water boards. Has the department considered a line item that incorporates cash, cash equivalent and short-term investments? Could the department provide more clarity on the policy for including impairments as an operating expenditure? Fourthly, Chairperson, both National Treasury and SAGA are concerned about water boards obtaining economies of scales in their operations, specifically in constant inflation salary increases, as seen in Mshatuze and the Bella Northern Water Board. Does the department access the external and internal economies of scale in analyzing the financial statements as reflected in the 2020-2021, the 12 months period from, from the 1st July 2020 to the 30th June 2021. Annual reports of water boards tabled to parliament as required by the Public Finance Management Act and Water Service Act of 1997 on the 30th March 2022. Can the official elaborate on how each of the water boards fared in the 2020-21 financial year and whether the proposed water board tariffs are concomitant with respective performance for the financial year mentioned? 
This is important for members to understand as financial performance, specifically an assessment of economic classification for a particular year is a critical factor to gauge the financial and non-financial performance of water boards and whether the proposed tariffs are justified given a full spectrum of information. Chairperson, lastly, on this question, I would like a response from the Department of Water and Sanitation as an oversight body as an oversight body of the water board's performance and respective water boards to comment on the following. The tariff submission incorporates information on the proposed annual increase in input costs, raw water costs, electricity staff, chemicals, tariffs, I mean repairs and maintenance and other expenses. I would give a breakdown of the percentage of each water board in tabulating its cost to submit in tariff determination for 2022-23 financial year. Instead, I want to highlight some challenges within each water board that may not fully justify the increased water tariff if not addressed. Like, for example, Amatola water board, the department approved tariff determination of 5.7%, on portable and 5.774 on raw water by the Libelle Water Board. Although Amadola presented its annual increases in operating expenditure, the liquidity and cash flow posed a significant challenge. Amadola has projected a negative net it's profit of minus 9.4% in 2020-21 to a negative net profit of 19.7% in 2021-22. Amadola Water's liquidity risk threatens its status as, an going, as, as a going concern. Debt impairment is forecast to increase without increasing operating surplus or a serious intervention to address poor payment level. Debt management to recover outstanding debts is a problem that negatively impacts cash flow and financial liability. Amadola data days are very high at 187 days for the 2022-23 period. Please comment on that. How will Amadola fund its proposed capital program as the current cash flow statement without the capital programs indicates a declining cash position. In Bloom Water, the department has approved Bloom Water's proposal of 9% tariff increase for raw and potable water. However, the significant total staff operating expenditure costs at 42% are far too high. Questions should be raised on whether the sustainability of a 9% tariff increase is feasible and viable, or should the board not consider downwards adjustment to the cost projections for staff costs and other expenditure? At Lebelle Water, Northern Water, the department has approved Lebelle Northern Water Board proposal of 10% of potable water. However, Lebelle Northern Water raised a critical challenge on non-payment from Water Services Authority in the tariff application. Although no data days were indicated in the financial ratios for 2022-23, it was calculated at 342 for 2022-23, which is very high. 
Salka's assessment of the Bellow board application of average tariff increases maintains that it was a poor submission in that the, in that the stated cost increases did not correspond to the projections for expenditure and water sales. Tariff increase is motivated by the need to cover the anticipated cost increases, as well as finance the capital program while maintaining sufficient cash for the Berlin Northern Water to sustain itself as a going concern. Should tariff increases include financial capital program without any increase in sales volumes? Did the department only approve the 10% increase to ensure the financial viability of the water board or has the department engaged the water board seriously on strengthening its capital program, water sales projections, financial strategy and revenue enhancement strategy to improve their cash positions. Lastly, Chetterson on Mahali's water board, the department approved a 6.10% a 6, uh, proposed tariff increase by Mahali's water board. Why is the department allowing Mahali's water board to calculate its, its tariff using the average arithmetic mean tariff instead of the weighted average proposed by SALCA. As this formula masks the true impact of tariff increases on revenue and water board viability. So is this, as this formula masks the true impact of tariff increases on revenue and water board viability, could the Bella Northern Water explain the tariff methodology towards achieving a uniform tariff it uses. As with this method, municipalities will be penalized with excessive water, bulk water tariffs. Thank you, Chairperson. Thanks so much. Uh, Honorable uh, Thank you. Thank you very much, <laughs> no, I won't. Chairperson, okay. uh, just to um, a few things. The issue here at the 15, what does it mean? The 15th of March every year, we should have concluded the, the negotiations or the tariffs, but we are way. We are a month late. What does that mean? Implications of that tariff being lawful and unlawful. The other thing, Chair, to be honest, me as a member, I'm not capacitated to, to deal with issues of tariffs that are coming with contending views. Salga will say this, the department will say this, maybe Treasury will say something else. My proposal would be, why can't we have Treasury, Department, and Municipality discuss and agree before they brought this matter to the committee? It's, it's, a, it's a view. Because I'm tending to side with Salga. Maybe it's because of my background. To, to, to side with Salga more than the department. And I could be missing something. And if you look at these boards with their different percentage increase, 
There are so many things involved, Chair. It starts with the management style on how do they deal with consequence management, on how do they save the, 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 the board's finances, and all those things. And it will be difficult to make them to be one size fits all. But the, the department, Salga and the treasury could make a way of making one size to fit all. The other simple approach based on what I normally know as an annual increase on any matter is to look at uh, inflation. To say a base of an increase must look at the inflation first, not to look at any or many other things. Then inflation plus a percentage could be for a particular reason why they raise such matters. The other issue, Chair, it's about when you look at the presentation, when you look at the, at the presentation on the both uh, tariffs, there's an issue of inputs, which I think Member Masala put it very well. What are the percentage of the inputs in the water delivery? In other words, I made an example here of a, maybe a water research commission must assist us on the issue of chemicals. We are told in history that these chemicals were manufactured in South Africa. For whatever reason, they are no more manufactured here. What is the Water Research Commission doing to can see that manufacturing comes back into the country? And I think the department is empowered to give us that, that feedback. So, Chair, th those are my few points, and uh, it's very difficult for me to cite on either of, except to say my increase could be an inflation on the 15th of March. That could be my increase for, for, for the tariffs. Thank you very much. Now, thanks, Dr. Teki. And I think you, you, the, the question you're asking about the 15th, it falls into that issue that I said that, remember, the department has, is trying to want to meet their target at 15th of March by taking the, 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 the board proposals to parliament and then coming back to us. I don't, because I, I was asking a question to DM Magadzi. The purpose of this presentation is for, for, for her to inform us of the decision of parliament or does he want us to make any recommendation? Because our recommendations might differ. Might be that, for instance, you have, you have already made a view about what Salga uh, uh, appeal to you, and I think some of us does. But that appeal, where does it go? Because there is already a decision by Parliament in, in, in the eyes of the department that that which they are bringing shall be implemented willy-nilly. Whether you, you say something different or not, it matters not. Now, it is a system that we need to, to, to look into rather than the process, because, I, I, I mean, I don't know why Isalga consistently coming back and say, uh, even if it, we does not agree, let's implement, we'll see you next year. 
to me, it is a misrepresentation of the, the of voters' interests because voters' interests cannot afford this particular rise up until we say something different. But the fact is that Parliament has already agreed, according to my understanding. Mama Gazi and Mashlobo will, will answer us if I'm wrong. And I've seen a, his hand, Mashlobo was up earlier. We, let's start with him. Uh, because honestly speaking, I, I, I don't understand the importance of us wasting time talking to tariffs that shall not change, that our input means nothing. Why are we having this meeting rather than us being sent a report of things that have been decided upon already? I don't understand why. But Matlob, your hands was up earlier on. Nancy Sishwai chair, his hands is up. No, somebody's hand comes up on, on the portal. You don't come later. No, Mamam Sishwai, no. Kulum, got all wrong. All wrong. As is a man, it's missing as cut as a commercial missing as. Is that his name? Yeah. Can I sit before the DM? Yes, do. Because when he speaks, he'll be responding. I must also respond to you. Thank you, Chair. You look handsome today. <laughs> uh, from an Easter. When you're... Perhaps you prayed a lot. And you prayed for all of us. <laughs> Thank you for that, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson, for the presentation from both the department and uh, Salga. I want to move from the premise that says, uh, yes, last year tariffs have not been increased. That's what I'm getting. Which I think is a progress uh, towards comparative views and comparative analysis on this issue of tariffs. Uh, because when we speak Salga, we speak communities. And I think I appreciate the presentation by the boards. One would like to hear about the implications of a non-increase last year and, and lessons learned. What are the lessons that we have learned from that non-increase of tariffs? So that we learn and be able to progressively address this challenge. This is a huge challenge for all of us. I think that's why uh, the man uh, is saying is a little bit no, confused. The man, the, the man is Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Honorable Chair. That's why I was emphasizing the man. I, the man, the key. 
So I'm saying it's proper for us to learn on this process. Why I'm saying we should learn is that our history speaks volumes to us about our communities. So all this presentation, we should uh, focus them on who we are, who we are in terms of coming to a decision about the tariff increase. I, I hear that uh, there are costs that are high due to the economy of scale. Uh, a, big, a big English, a strong English for those that need to pay. I, I just want to get clarity. What, what does this mean? I, I like the understanding. I thought I know the definition, but uh, I like the understanding on the basis of the context of, of, of the presentation. Mkhatuzi would uh, in, like to increase the tariffs so that they are able to pay the capital infrastructure. Is Mkhatuzi using the MIG budget, the MIG fund, which is a fund for infrastructure uh, from uh, national government. Because now to speak about using the tariffs of capital infrastructure, when we have a, a, an experience of MIG fund, which is for infrastructure that pays salaries, that pay many other things outside uh, the, the infrastructure uh, 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 programs in municipalities. One of the issues that I'm not getting from Salga, which we raised sharply last year, Salga, are you having a program of addressing the, the issue of the, the culture of non-payment from our people? Do you have that program with your municipalities? Because this issue speaks a lot of the non-payment of our people because of huge hardships that they have. Have then have we managed to transform the minds of our people in terms of addressing the issue? Because it's not going to help us to discuss a, 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 what a, a board is saying and what treasurer is saying, what Salga is saying. When we don't get to the fundamentals to assist government. Business people are not paying services to government. Government departments are not paying services of government. Now, is, is, has there been such a process which one would say uh, is a way forward to addressing the challenge that we've raised? Chair, I think those were the few issues that I wanted uh, to raise. Thank you. Okay. Um, responses? Mr. Chairperson, I, I, I can start. Mama will also come in and teach you. Well, Chairperson, let me indicate the following. I just probably uh, to reaffirm or reiterate some of the things we've raised. 
the matter of uh, consideration of tariffs by yourselves as the portfolio committee. Uh, that matter as discussed in previous years since you came in, it has not been resolved, Chairperson. It has not been resolved because we are coming at the tail end, not even at the tail end. Uh, Comrade Mashiho, we are coming when the, the, the train has passed. What uh, Honorable Seiki uh, is uh, talking about is correct. The tariffs that you are discussing now, that Minister of Water and Sanitation has submitted to both the, the, the leaders of the two houses. Those submission in terms of law, they've met the deadlines, they've been concluded. And the status chairperson of that uh, document that you have referred to yourself, by law, the minister has already approved them because they have to be approved at a particular point. Uh, that's the status. Once again, the opportunity that we thought would work much better and differently, that you come in before these uh, gazetted uh, deadlines to have a bite so that we, you can influence these particular issues. It has not happened. Number two, Chairperson, um, and uh, also thanks to Comrade Councillor Nikiw and Comrade Noom. She's correct. We will have to start to actually uh, follow through the decisions we've made and do things differently. One of the things that is happening here is that consultation has happened. One of the most important aspects about tariff setting is that consultation must happen. And the consultation has happened at these levels where treasurer was consulted, uh, various municipalities, including SALT, I must use that word, various municipalities were consulted and uh, all actually all of them by the water boards, with, with no exception. And the views were raised. And some of the views have been taken into account and other views have been rejected of the, they have not been taken into account. Hence the approval that has been made. One of the things that we must note is that uh, there are certain issues that we agreed, we said we would do. One of the things we have said is that public representatives like yourselves must find an opportunity before these major decisions are being made that we are involved. When we tick the box, that box is, uh, is not done. It must be corrected. Number two, we discuss the institutional mechanism of the regulation of these water tariffs. And the decision was made that will form a quasi-regulator. A quasi-regulator, let's say Mrs. Anne and the others, they've been working with Salka Treasury, putting that particular mechanism. But the policy position we have is that uh, it will firstly be incubated in the department 
And the DG and his team, they are looking at a mechanism to insulate it so that there is an independent voice on how water tariffs should be made. But we must also be very careful, Chair, how we do things. This thing must not only look at the water tariff, the, the, the raw water tariff. Municipalities, they continue to make tariffs, which is called the retail part. And it's also not being regulated, Chair. It's not being regulated. And it's probably that discussion at a higher level that we need to look at the entire value chain. But the issues of regulating has been agreed. The work is ongoing, it's not complete. There are certain things that also must be dealt broadly beyond the tariffs. One of the issues that is being raised, and by all of you, there are different views about how is our understanding about the adequacy or the lack of, of the tariff formula. There is a formula. And there is a criticism of this formula, but that the, the, the tenants or the pillars of this formula, no one has disputed them. One of the issues that the formula raises, Chair, is input cost. One of the input costs is that uh, there is issues around input on the basis of electricity. And electricity has always been actually determined by NERSA. And over years, you will appreciate that NERSA, ESCOM has been actually asking more than inflation. Sometimes they ask for double digit. As you know, in this year, ESCOM has been actually given not 9.5, it has been given 9.6. And all these waterfalls are asking less than that. It's the biggest input. There are two or three water boards that are not receiving electricity straight from ESCOM. And Manas has mentioned, even municipalities themselves, they still put a cap on the price of ESCOM. We know those of us who have worked with local government that normally municipalities are normally operating at a loss because that input is a serious matter. The other input here is a question of the staff, staffing. Well, it's easy for Salka to say people are having excess staff, excessive staff, but it's an unfortunate language, Chair. We have always tried to be polite and be diplomatic as government. We don't want to point fingers on municipalities, Chair, around the same issue themselves. That's why the discussion between us and the other sectors is going to be important. But to use a word in an analysis that the staff is excessive, when it's generally the problem about staffing across all levels of government, including municipalities. And it's a matter that if it is dealt with, it can't be dealt with in isolation, let alone whether staffing is in the right areas or not in the capacity. But remember, in our own case, the ministry in the past have issued a statement that no water boss must increase staff salaries. And you know as members of our committee that because of that decision we've made, how many communities 
a disruption where water boards, they just wake up in the morning because we are refusing on our side to increase salaries. They have stopped what? The communities of Eastern Cape have been subjected to that by Amatola. Sandy Bay, we even had to go to an extent of dissolving. It's not an easy matter. The issue of chemicals is one of the input costs. And it's in the formula. And chemicals in the main are not made in South Africa. And in the main, they are also coming, they are dollar denominated, not rent denominated. But then there's a new phenomenon that the cost of treating of water has increased substantially, even if the volume has not increased, Chair. The levels of pollution in this country requires that the treatment methodologies and treatment input must come to a different level. You will always look at a poor municipality like Matibain. They are highly, uh, their water is highly contaminated and polluted by the effluent that is coming in Gauteng. And they must treat that particular water to acceptable standard in terms of uh, sands. I'm saying that the question chair of uh, the formula, let's discuss it and we're open that it must be discussed, but it must be discussed on objective facts, not on how we feel and how we wish. And we, it is the minister's wish and the DMs and all of us that the cost of water, the cost of electricity, all these input uh, services must come down because of the economic conditions. But in the very same vein, don't kill the water boards. One of the things that we did, which I never wanted to go back, but I could see the officials when they make a presentation, sometimes they are not conscious of the agreements that are being made. You know, Chairperson, after we spoke, you intervened. We reversed the decision where already water boards were granted an approval to increase. After we reversed it, guess what? The other parties, they went ahead and actually implemented increases on the retail. And they come again and say, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. The user pay principle must be addressed. The issues around capital investment which is CAPEX, including OPEX, is an important matter that we must discuss as a sector holistically. You know, I can see someone is trying to use inputs of a Teguin. The input of Teguin, a chairperson, is not rational. I can tell you now. Let me tell you, I was on the ground, and you yourselves, and some of you as members of parliament, we have been asking us difficult questions. You know, Etegwini, in certain areas, they are losing more than 40% of water. And do you know the 40% of water that is being lost? It's a revenue that they must still pay. It's money that must still pay for that water. But equally, it's a money that they are not going to reclaim from these uh, users. Therefore, the question around KPEX, OPEX, and so forth, let's talk about it. But for the record, no water board is receiving any grant funding. The only time we came in under your guidance was to say to you, 
let's intervene. These institutions, they are so important as institutions for delivery that they can't fail. Even where we come from, which is the water summit, we have agreed that these water ports, they must not fail, they must work. We are putting them at the disposal of municipalities. Therefore, then the, those particular issues, I thought we should be able to clarify. And it can't be corrected to actually have a recommendation where you say one entity, while all these other things have happened, you are recommending a 0% increase. I like the attitude that is demonstrated by Councillor uh, Comrade Nigiwe Noom, that we must go back, and yourselves, you must insist, we must go back, we must be able to implement all the decisions that we've made, including the decisions where Treasury, Cocta, and ourselves were involved. But this matter of tariff, it must never be treated in isolation, Chair, other than the, the issue around infrastructure rollout, infrastructure management, including the issues of the user pay principle and the question of the management of debt. And if we look at those matters in totality, Chairperson, we should be able to contain the issues of escalating tariffs, whether for water, whether for electricity, including actually bringing down some of the solution we said. We'll want chemicals to be manufactured in South Africa if they're increasing the input cost. We'll want to do industrialization, but at the very same time, every drop of water municipality that they lose, we must know that it comes at a cost. Therefore, the issues around the economics and the politics of water and tariffs must be engaged. It was very difficult. Minister called the meeting. He was very reluctant, very reluctant, Jefferson, to approve these tariffs. But with a heavy heart, he had to approve them because we need to keep the services going while at the very same time we are so uncomfortable that citizens are actually, those that are poor, are actually uh, shouldering the biggest burden. In as much as we know that there's free basic water and the free basic electricity, that government must be able to cater for those. I thought I should be able to say that, that if we go back to some of the resolution, we insist on them and we don't wait leadership for these tariffs to start the other process. And we give you a roadmap by SALCA, local government, COCTA, and Treasury in resolving these issues. Mina, I'll be the happy one, Chairperson. But as I'm saying, we are discussing these ones just on a, on a process point of view. We are discussing a mute point. But our discussion is not mute because it's more about accountability. It's also about transparency, but also shifting from our comfort zones. I will stop the leadership so that Mama Kaidi can also guide us as a leader on these matters. Thank you. No, no, Mama guys, before you come in, and I think what matter the, the when we started as a department in 2019, we raised these points that you're raising in 2019. Um, and um, we as we raised them, we, 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 up until we even proposed the issue of top slicing, we, we, 
for the proposed issue of um, an, an independent regulator and so forth and so forth and all those issues. It was because we were, we were talking. But if the PC shall be turned into a talk show that consistently talk about one thing and one thing consistently nothing is done. For instance, we agreed there shall be no increase. Others just went on to increase. Those that does not increase, as you are saying, they blackmail us. They go and just stop working. And therefore they create a, a rift between us and the, and, the, and the communities. We must talk about those issues. Deputy Minister and the Deputy Minister Magads and, 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 and DG Phillips, water is a, is a responsibility and the purview of the Minister of Water and Sanitation. It is his purview. It is him who must give water to society. It is him who decides how is he going to give that water. He decides that if, because I can't do any other thing, I will appoint boards that will do this work for me. These boards, it is his purview. They report to him. It is his These boards are not appointed by parliament or by, or by, or by, by executive. It's appointed by him. He takes them to the, the president. The president agree, and they work under his, under his leadership. Now, now, these people that he has appointed, when he gives them instructions to do work according to what the, his mandate is, take him to court and he live with it. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. These boards are not statute. They are designed to, in order to help the minister to deliver on his mandate. They are not independent. They are not. They are they work on behalf of the minister and the minister holds the whip on them. Now, if we all agree on what must be done and they, they and they alone does not agree, we, they, they hold us a ransom and we must live with it. I, I don't accept it. I understand the chair. I don't, I don't I want to accept such, such an approach. The boards are part and parcel of what the minister must oversee and, and, and that the minister must deliver water as his direct mandate to deliver water to the people. It is not the boards that are, are elected to, to, to deliver board, or to deliver water, it is the minister. So the minister will have to talk to them in a manner that helps him to deliver. But if they hold him at ransom, and we, 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 we come and be told in the meeting that unfortunately we must help the boards to survive, at the expense of any other thing, the boards must survive. It can't be correct. What must who, who will be served, be served by those boards if everybody else does not have money to pay whatever they want as increase? Well, somebody must be in the the affordability must come to the fore, and the person who who guard for the, the the affordability of the people in South Africa in terms of water is the Minister of Department of Water and Sanitation, not the boards. So it can't be the other way around, Bob Mashov. It, it must be the other way around, not the other way around. But I mean, I, I, but still, then I'm still asking the question, Bob Mashov, which must be answered. If we are not part of the box that you must tick in determining the tariffs, why are we taking this time to discuss them? Why are they not being passed and, and just be implemented without us being talking about 
we are made to talk and apply emotions only when in actual fact we are not supposed to do it because the statute does not allow us to do that. It, 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 it is, it is the, you, 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 you have consulted all other people, the municipalities, the water boards, and any other people, but you did not, uh, and the, the law even does not allow you, according to yourself, to talk to us because you are not part of the box that you must see. But when it has been done, dusted with, them, it must come to us and you must waste time and energy and emotions to talk about things that you, you whether we like it, we have already implemented on the 16th of March. Today, it is in April. We talk as if it is something that must, that can, can or shall be done when it is already being done. Why are we being made to be, to, to be like that? We are, we, are, we are made complainants in our own struggle and we must accept it. I, I really don't accept it that I must come here and waste time to talk about something you have already decided upon. And it is law that says do it. Do it if, if that is the case, but don't bring it to us for, for discussions. Just implement it. And we have raised this point in 2019. We have raised this point in 2020. We have raised this point in 2021. We are raising it again. And we are being told that at least let's talk and let's talk, let's talk. This sixth, sixth term of, of parliament will end with, with this notion that at least there is the light at the end of the tunnel. There's no, there's no light, cut that light, let, let, let there be darkness. It, then, then, then there's a crisis. That light does not help us. It doesn't. Mama shop, mama kazamin. Thank you, Weru. Kaspedivare adi zedishiyamarabu. Uh, I can feel your emotions are very high and uh, really uh, let's 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 uh, cool down. Uh, Chairperson and members of the committee, I I am of the belief that uh, definitely dealing with the district development model, uh, uh, we definitely will be able to deal with the issues that you have raised so sharply, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, I think what has been happening as we've been doing the stakeholder consultation was that uh, there was no convergence. Uh, and as we come into parliament, we uh, also even our presentation indicated that this is what Salga uh, is uh, in implying. This is what uh, 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 National Treasury is indicating, but also as a department, these are the issues that we believe because we had a feeling that uh, for the fact that we, we uh, the minister cannot be able to dictate as to how the, uh, the tariffs should be, uh, 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 be dealt with. Uh, that is why we, we, we ended up uh, 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 being so like we are scattered in how we're doing uh, uh, things, but uh, for sure, from now on, <clears throat> uh, working with a, 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 a council and Noom, working with National Treasury and the department, we definitely will be able to bring uh, the, the water boards uh, on board and be able to look into the issues 
I think uh, at some stages, dear uh, Maso indicated that the minister with a, a very, very reluctant had to sign the tariffs uh, to go to parliament. And at hindsight, uh, for sure, the process should be able to start earlier, such that uh, as expected by law, that by the 15th of March, the tariffs should have reached parliament. We will make sure that the, uh, we work on the issue such that uh, parliament, uh, particularly portfolio committees, I think sometimes uh, some, earlier on, Chairperson indicated that it is good, and even uh, Dear Masovo indicated that it is important that not only uh, will it be portfolio committee on water and sanitation, we've got COPTA, we've got National uh, Treasury, uh, all the portfolios that matters, including even uh, 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 those that are dealing with electricity, that we're able to come on board so that we can be able to, as we determine the, the tariffs, we're able to factor in all the other things that are needed, particularly from external, but also looking into the internal factors such as your labor, your, your, your chemicals, your maintenance, operations and maintenance, infrastructure development as we're going forward. These are some of the things that as uh, tariffs are being looked into, we take that into consideration. But I also want to say to yourself, uh, Chairperson, that uh, uh, for sure, uh, one of the things that we need to look into uh, is how do we really work with Treasury so, so that we can be able to be guided as to how do we deal with inflation uh, 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 issues, uh, because these are some of the things that you have to take into consideration. But as uh, dear Masobo has also indicated, uh, let us look at what the water boards are, uh, uh, are saying and the, how the tariffs are being made. But it is also important that we should be able to look into the municipalities and say, what are the tariffs of the municipalities? Uh, what percentage uh, on an annual basis are the municipalities putting uh, to, the, to their residents? And we should be able to have uh, something that we balance the scale. It's not something that is focused on the boards only, but it should also be able to focus on uh, uh, the municipality, which is the water services authorities, and be able to say, indeed, municipalities are correct, can be able to put their water tariffs in this manner. But also, uh, as we do that, taking into consideration what ESCOM uh, 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 is uh, indicating and pro uh, 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 so that the projections are not uh, one-sided or the discussions are not one-sided, focusing on the water tariffs as uh, the, uh, uh, the boards are, are, are putting uh, uh, forward. I would want to also indicate that, uh, Chairperson, one of the things that we cannot ignore, DM uh, uh, Matlobo spoke to uh, uh, non-revenued water, uh, where some municipalities are losing up to 40%. And I need to indicate that when we were in the Northern Cape, Salt Plachy municipality, there was an indication that uh, it is losing up to 60% uh, 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 water losses 
And you can just imagine that if they only have 40%, you can be able to deliver to the communities and the, the rest of this, uh, the 60% they are paying for, which actually they cannot be able to account for. What does that say? It means they will be able to make sure that the, the, uh, the, uh, the resident uh, close on the gap of that uh, 60% that has been lost. And these are the things that as we're dealing with the water tariffs and as we're dealing with how uh, we should be able to look at water resource uh, management in particular, uh, we, we look into how do we assist the municipalities so that they can be able, there can be reduction of water losses in most of the municipalities. Uh, and also taking into consideration the fact that uh, we also need to educate our communities. Uh, pollution of our water resources, uh, 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 destruction of our water infrastructure, uh, because uh, every time whenever there is no water in a particular area, the, uh, the easy thing is to go and break uh, because uh, it, 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 the, the, there is no water, you have to go and break the pipes. And this is where we're working backwards, uh, uh, five steps backward, three steps forward. These are the challenges we need to educate and communicate thoroughly to our communities that do not uh, 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 litter in such a way that our water resource uh, uh, areas are, are filled up with pollutants uh, because then it makes the, 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 the water boards to use a lot uh, 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 in, in them making sure that there is proper clean water that goes to the communities. Uh, 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 then you use a lot of chemicals, you use a lot of labor in this regard. And this for me are some of the things that we need to work. Uh, let us communicate communicate and communicate, our communities will be able to understand uh, the, the, the challenges that are there uh, and how, how do we now balance? Uh, because remember, it is not only about economic issues here. Uh, there are also social issues that you have to factor in. Your indigent policy, that is also factored in, but also the importance of uh, 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 not some water for some people, but the importance of some uh, water for all in the Republic of uh, uh, South Africa. For me, what becomes very important is that uh, let, let us really work in such a way that we allow, uh, uh, and I, Chairperson, uh, 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 you must be able to understand me with due respect. We should be able to allow and assist the, the water boards, as has been indicated in the water summit, that we would want our water board to go and assist with capacity building, to go and assist uh, our municipalities in very many different ways so that uh, water can be able to be not a commodity for some, but it must be water for everybody. If we are able to do that, and uh, for them to be increasing their tariffs, for them to be doing certain things. It is just with that idea of wanting to make sure that water goes to uh, uh, everybody uh, in the Republic of South Africa. Indeed, 
like the minister was indicating, he is signing uh, the, the tariffs, but uh, definitely he has also indicated that in future we need to have a thorough uh, engagement with the board. We need to have an engagement which actually is able to give us uh, one of the things that the minister has indicated, Memutala, is that we need to have a projection, uh, uh, maybe four or five years projection of uh, the anticipation that we're going to be having, factoring into economic and social issues uh, as, as we're doing that. So for, for us uh, in the portfolio committee, we are very happy that you are guiding us and you are very happy that <clears throat> for, for me in particular, being uh, uh, given the, this portfolio of making sure that issues in parliament are followed up. I, uh, I am definitely chairperson going to be taking all the resolutions that has been taken since 2019 and make sure that those resolutions that have been taken since 2019 are implemented. Uh, those that have not been implemented are implemented. And those that have been implemented, we should be able to give you a report of how did we implement that? Uh, how far have we gone uh, with the implementation? What are the issues that are making us to be unable to implement some of these uh, resolutions? And I think, Chairperson, part of the things that I would uh, implore onto the com- uh, committee is that let us look at the policies, let us look at the legislations and where there's a need uh, as legislators we should be able to guide one another to say this legislation or this policy or this regulation, we need to look into it and say, probably if we tweak here, if we're able to amend here, that, uh, uh, we should be able to live up to what we are terming ourselves as, as an ideal of providing water. Uh, to all the people of the Republic of South Africa. And I don't, uh, looking at the time, Chairperson, let me quickly give to the DG to respond to most of the uh, the, the, the issues that have been raised by honorable members. Uh, uh, mindful of time, uh, I have really gone lololo, and um, I think uh, uh, DG, uh, if so, allowed uh, for short person you will allow our space to go past one o'clock uh, in this matter because this is an important topic uh, through you, person. Thank you very much. Chairperson, well, um, Chep- I'm done. Mr. Phillips? Mr. Phillips? Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Leonardo, would you like to come in to give some answers on specific questions? Um, thank you very much for the opportunity, Honourable Chair. Um, I just think that some of the things that we will sweep after the comprehensive response by the two deputy ministers will just be on the one issue in terms of that uh, um, about the Mahalis water is, is one of it, um, in terms of why we're allowing that average. Just keep in mind that the average is um, um, what the department is working with them on to actually cover those issues in terms of the cross-subsidization. We take into cognizance the fact that um, we would like rather them to keep the higher high and bring the lower up to a point where it can have more effective cross-subsidization. 
but unfortunately it is something that is not effectively a point, a, a, a implemented as yet, but we're working on that one. The, when is this tariff coming into effect? It's the 1st of July, as per the municipal financial year. The other element that we wanted to raise was that the minister's reluctance um, was expressed by both deputy ministers. Just keep in mind, I want to repeat the issue of the court case. It was a court case between Ansencorp, um, which is an entity in the area of Ilembe um, versus Mgeni water that went to court. The, report, the minister was just, uh, I think, a third or fourth respondent in that case. However, when judgment was cast, it stated that um, the minister, in that case, the minister lowered the tariff of, of Mgeni water, um, and what they recommended. And this court case uh, expressed basically the fact that it was a concord um, judgment that the minister didn't have right to reduce the tariff. So that was something that is in the background that has to be noted as well. And that's the reason why the department is reviewing legislation as well in terms in, in, in this space to ensure that things can be more um, effectively um, being managed in the, in the future. Um, the, 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 there were various questions regarding input costs, and I would just like to refer um, the honourable members back to the slides in terms of the bar charts that we have at attached in terms of our, our um, presentation, which actually um, is noted the input costs of staff staffing, electricity, depreciation, and others that um, raw water cost that is actually stipulated there. Um, and we can perhaps um, relook at it perhaps in future to give it more in tabular form on one sheet, but that is in terms of how it has been presented to um, the portfolio committee. In terms of the the um, um, honourable members, Islam, we mentioned the issue of communities. We speak about communities, and she asked a very a pertinent question in terms of how uh, the non-increase have actually impacted uh, um and the, the sector, and the non increase actually, um, honourable member, went to the point where it didn't benefit the community as much because of the fact is that municipalities still raised their um, their um, tariffs that was charged to or rates that was charged to the communities in spite of the reprieve, and that didn't really generate it into a, a, a reduction in debt either to the water board. So the impact was minimal. And, and to the detriment, basically, of the financial viability of our, our water boards. Um, so, yeah, um, I think that I will pause here for now and just hand over to, um, to Cezani to come and uh, to, uh, just to respond to some of the, the remaining questions, please. Cezani, yeah. Um, thank you. Um, Leonardo, thank you, honorable members. To add on some of the questions that were asked, um, the issue of impairments, let me start there. It is a, an IFRS thing. It's an accounting standards um, thing that needs to be included in the, in, in the accounting of every institution. Therefore, we find it kind of, difficult to work around, but with the um, quasi-regulator, we will be able to put forward our, our recommendations on how to address that and maybe get the direction 
or assistance on how to, to make it work better. Right now, legislation is really preventing us from doing much about that particular element. And looking at um, the review of the pricing strategy and the norms and standards, yes, they will be providing for a multi-year tariffs, but that can only be implemented once those two documents have been approved. In terms of the status, the norms and standards for tariff setting is already en route to obtain our minister's approval to get the concurrence of the Minister of Finance, then it will be um, taken forward for on the approval channel. While the pricing strategy is lagging slightly behind because we still have some issues from uh, the National Treasury that we needed to sort out. And I am happy to say we are finally on the same page and uh, the pricing, but then uh, we are feeling that uh, considering the time that it has taken, we need to go for another round of public consultation before we can get concurrence and read it for, for approval. We are hoping that this financial year 22-23 will really be the last year of us still discussing the amendments on the document. Um, there was something else that was highlighted. The, the present strategy on what it includes. Um, there was a comment that it is the pricing strategy is meant to provide for financial assistance. Um, that is not the case. The legislation talks about the financial assistance, both the National Water Act and the Water Services Act, but the pricing strategy and the norms and standards are meant to be tools that are guiding the determination of the tariffs and with the norms and standards, there is also an inclusion of some um, subsidization mechanisms that may be in place. And as uh, Deputy Minister Mashobo indicated that the tariffs have got formulas, um, those formulas were determined by the department. They were uh, consulted and I think uh, supported by Salga and National Treasury to a certain extent. So um, uh, uh, those are going to be kept up because we have to look at the sustainability of the institutions. Yes, I agree, we can't overlook the affordability. But then um, I must also highlight that with the growing debt rates that we are sitting with, they, those uh, makes as if the tariffs are too high. But I must assure the members that if, if we were in a perfect world where everybody was able to pay, you would understand that these tariffs are actually advantageous and they would have contributed immensely in, 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 the, in the sustainability of service delivery. Um, I'm trying to find another point. There was an issue around the economies of scale. My understanding of the economies of scale is that um, if water boards were able to expand their supply areas and, and have more customers paying in, that would assist in the, in the tariff that is being charged. 
taking note that the cost of providing the service is mostly fixed. It's variable only in terms of the volumes of water that are being sold and the chemicals used, but generally they are fixed. So the more the customers, the lesser the tariff because they would be reducing the share of the cost of delivery. But in our scenario, um, we don't have that luxury. And in areas where we do have that luxury, where the economies of scale is deemed to be good, um, there are other challenges. If I may take the area of Citibank water for one, the challenge is that as much as Citibank is big, it is serving predominantly poor areas uh, who are highly dependent on the equitable share. And some of the municipalities, um, the last time I checked, they were really, really highly indigent. Therefore, you know, they cannot afford the tariff uh, that Citibank is putting forward, yet Citibank does not get any subsidy from, from government. Therefore, that economies of scale is, becomes um, null and void uh, in, in, in Citibank and making it a, a really hard challenge to deal with. So, it, it is a concern moving forward that sometimes we may think that the economies of scale will actually add value, but in, in other circumstances, it really doesn't. Now, the issues of liquidity, um, from where we are sitting, those are highly affected by the growing debt. As uh, Leonardo has stated earlier, the, the 0% that was granted in the past municipalities actually passed it on to the customers. But one of the lessons that we have learned was that that 0%, uh, besides it being not being passed on, the debt still increased in the same period. So there was no impact in terms of the reduction of debt. And when we talk about liquidity ratio and the, the, the financial flows, um, we need to really put some, some eyes on how we can assist municipalities to improve their revenue collection strategies so that they may be able to cover the costs um, uh, of supplying the services that uh, they are getting. Lastly, uh, one of the things that we have not done this time around versus last year was that we have not shown the municipal tariffs versus the water board tariffs. I, I would like to highlight that there is a, a, a really big uh, margin of difference between the two. Though I also understand that municipalities are dealing with reticulation, meaning that their infrastructure is a whole lot more complex, pushing their tariffs even higher. Um, without us managing the issue of user pay principle effectively, then we are going to continue in, in these discussions that are leading us to sit with a high, a very high debt rate. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chairperson, from our side. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Who was speaking? Who was speaking? Leonardo. Leonardo was thinking your chair. Oh. 
Um, the assumption I'm making is that we might have come to the end of being told of the tariffs. Uh, because it can is, I have a follow-up chairperson? Uh, ask his names. Uh, 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 ask his names. We are trying to sing in Kuns. In Kuns, I've seen commas. Because more than yeah, we such a. Uh, they can uh, perhaps write the response. I don't mind. And when I follow up, thank you very much just two minutes or less Nadia Kuba each department Ike is nike e proposal Yale procedure to agree on these tariffs. E appropriate that Tina as the portfolio committee, we are able to debate the issues. It continues to come at the later stage. And our role is very minimal. We don't want to be the crying kids all the time and complaining. It's not fair. That the department with all the role players, a clear procedure to agree to debate the matter fairly with all of us. The second issue, can we get a response from Salga if not now, what is the transformation agenda with Salga in terms of non-payment of services? The culture, the culture that we had, you are not getting that. The third one, which is the last, what is the experience of Salga about the utilization of me funds in municipalities? Which municipalities are using the MIG fund correctly than others. So those are the three issues that, that perhaps a, a response could be written down or could be responded in a particular time. Because we've been asking this, we are not getting a response. You see, one of the issues, we are not a committee of uh, boardrooms. If there's a problem about the payment of services, again, we need to be told. And a plan to be developed, to develop all of us. We should not always be given at the last moment. I agree with the minister. The minister is given a document to sign. And the politician, he believes he could have a better input to deal with other issues. So I'm saying, can we get a better appropriate 
procedure to address this matter. It can't continue like this every financial year. Thank you, Chair. Thank you for the opportunity, Chairperson. I appreciate. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. And I think uh, those that have got um, answers even input to respond to Sisnens, which is now on behalf of the committee, most she has asked questions on behalf of the committee. Please write that and send it to NOSIPO and NOSIPO send us to us. And I want to just avoid us opening a discussion again, because as I have said, uh, my view is that uh, we were in a meeting to be told of increases and there's increases that have been decided upon. Unfortunately, because we are politicians, politics around a, 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 a matter that has been concluded already, unfortunately. And uh, uh, we are being mitigated upon to understand why the matter is included, is finalized. Uh, because uh, um, of whatever the reasons, but that's fine. And I think it will change moving forward. Yeah, is uh, um, with that in mind, Piwe, uh, I mean, I know Sipo. Chairperson. Left is the 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 the, the, the program of action of the of the committee. Chairperson. The the item that we did not discuss was the first item. The program of the committee, yes, Chairperson. Where is it? Small chairman also release of are not part of your committee. Thank you. I can't right. I demand that, Chairman. Thank you, elder brother. No, um, thank you very much, uh, Deputy Minister Matlow and Deputy Minister Magazi, DG Phillips. Uh, you will you will you will realize uh, that I'm thanking you with a heavy heart, like the minister did uh, in signing the tariffs with a heavy heart. I'm we are demanding the thank you. <laughs> we are demanding the thank you to myself and Magazi with a heavy heart, Chair. Thank I you. <laughs> we are also our. I was demanding with every heart too. Thank you. Okay. No, that's Moya Fas, Chaperson. Moya Fas. Thank you so much, Chaperson. Okay. Moya Fas, CDM. Grace, are you in the meeting? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here, Chai. Your silence is noisy. No, no, I'm here, Che. Yeah, I'm just simply saying your silence is very noisy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, at some point I raised my hand, but I didn't want to be attacked. Your mood today was up there. <laughs> oh, okay. My yeah. apologies. My apologies. My apologies. Um, and There is the program. Just a minute, just a minute. Hold on for a minute. 
Okay. Um, the 19th of April is today. It's, it's gone. Then the, the first meeting is going to be on the 3rd of May. Is that true? Huh? Yeah, we've got a leave period 25 to 29 April. of May. Mm -mm. If that's the case, we need two days. To sit the whole day. No, no. Why, why must we sit for the whole day in the meeting? Our concentration is gone. Um, the 3rd of May is Tuesday. Yes, Chaperson. Uh, find another day, either the 4th, the 5th, or the 6th. Okay, Chaperson. Yeah. Uh, members, yeah, can I make a proposal? Yeah. 
we accept the 3rd of May, we will only have a briefing of the, um, the budget vote. <coughs> and then on the 3rd of May, they can bring us a revised um, uh, schedule for the portfolio committee for um, the term. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I think I should cut. <laughs> okay, no, I think it's fine. Yes, Chairperson. But on the 10th, there is a meeting. Yes, Chairperson. The consideration of the report of the APP is this, this meeting. Okay. And up the 24th, there is also a meeting. When, when is the budget vote? It's on the 13th of May. Okay. So this meeting must happen before then before the before the 10 yes okay find the date find the date just uh, check with uh honorable Swai, honorable Teki, because they are also members of uh, human settlement all right uh, yeah don't contradict that because then we'll have we'll not have a, a, a quarrel. okay we take we take we take the advice of um, Honorable um, Basson, and we, we otherwise all other dates are, are agreed. Is that why, what I'm understanding, members? Yes. Yes, 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 Chair. Although I had a another proposal, but yeah. Oh, no, Chair, because this week of the third to three, four, five, six, three to the, the third to the sixth is a committee week. It means yeah. that Parliament is expecting us to do, to interact with the departments and entities during that week. So I'm of the view that that Tuesday, can we then utilize it for maybe two, the department and um, water research. Um, knowing exactly that water research uh, does not have too many challenges as much as you want to hear their strategic plans and their APPs. But it's, yeah, it's not that um, strenuous to interact with water research. So can we take the two and we'll be left with the two CMAs and the TCTA? And then in the, I'll take that second point that you have raised that we must check with the Honorable Tseki and Stoy because they are saving in, in the other committee, the human settlement, just to check the available, available dates, and be it on Wednesday, Thursday or Friday. To, to deal with the outstanding uh, three entities. Honorable Basson, are you not amendable to that? Because you have already said we must take the third with one item. Um, Honorable Tseke, is proposed that we put another item to be two and then we'll get another day, of course, for the other remaining three. Yeah, I'm fine with that, Chairperson, not a problem. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, what is left, um, um, Nosipo? It's closing remarks by you, Chairperson. 
the closing remarks is that I, I want to back in parliament, uh, uh, as we're going back to parliament, all of you who are supporting us, uh, please get a space in parliament. We must start working from parliament now. Hmm. Are you in parliament, Chabazin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> person, um, we can I quickly ask a question before you close? Uh, we discussed it, I think, very briefly. When are we going to get, get back into in-person meetings in Parliament? Is there any idea from, from your side or administrative side that when this will happen? That's what I'm trying to impose, Honorable uh, Nosipo and the team are, are very reluctant to go back to Parliament. I don't, I don't understand why. They do, because once they are working from home, they won't even look for possible venues for us to meet in person. There are boardrooms that you can meet in person in, in your, in your uh, uh, there are quite a number, even in your NCOPs, boardrooms are open. Uh, but, but because they are not in parliament, they are at home, they can't improvise for us to meet in person. Mm. So no sipo. Sherin and others <laughs> go and look for us to work <laughs> in Parliament. Want to work in Parliament? Chairperson, let's arrange the third of uh, of May to be a in-person meeting. They must just find a venue. Um, no, no, other no, committees are other committees are working uh, from Parliament. Leon, we do have an office. <laughs> Leon, we have an office no, in, in, in Parliament. We don't have offices. You can come and use my office as well. It's fine. Uh, it's painted blue, that one. <laughs> Leon, the third is very early. Allow it's still early. Yes. Allow them to look around. They will come, they will come back to us. Did you hear that? I'm listening, Chairperson. Uh, uh, did you hear that? I heard it. Thank you, Chair. Uh, uh, no, Sipo, did you hear that? <laughs> I agree. Yes. yes, say yes, no, uh, uh. <laughs> I must first talk to my manager before I can say yes. <laughs> well, uh, did you hear it, no, Sipo? Yes. I was yes. listening, Chairperson. <laughs> okay. Um, the communication office. Remember, we took a decision earlier on to speak to the to the to the public about um, the, the 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 case at and Eastern Cape, um, the disaster management process that we are involved in. Please let me get the write up and 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 come uh, and then I'll come back to you for for sending it away. Okay, chair. Where number nine? communication office. But then, mm, you are seeing the meeting, Chair. I saw you. Yeah, but where is he? Because he was not, we did not release him. We released the uh, executive. He's not here for now. You are seeing the meeting earlier. Thank you very much. Um, the meeting stand agenda. It is 25 past one, at least uh, for your indulgence and your non-complaining. I must appreciate that. Thank you very much.
Thank you. Bye. Thank you.